We are happy no agenda slaves. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, April 12, 2012. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 3, Niner Niner. This is No Agenda. Self-diagnosing my pervasive developmental disorder here at Camp Mofo in the capital of the Drone Star State, Austin Tejas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. That's easy for you to say. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it was raining cats and dogs, and we've got a dog in the house. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. <laughs> okay. You've always had a dog in the house. Well, it- this one came in from out of the rain, uh, from the rain. It was raining cats and dogs. Oh, free oh, I see. I'm sorry. I didn't understand the uh, the joke. Got it. Got it. It wasn't much of a joke. Yeah. It's bad weather out there, huh? Well, last night, geez. Yeah. I think it must be some flooding around here after that. Yeah. Squall. Yeah, we've we've got a little bit of cloud today. That means it's rain. It's, it's raining cats and dogs. We get a few gerbils. Well, put up a, a, a cistern. A what? You know, the ghetto uh, tank. Oh, I've been looking into these. These rain, the, these they're rain illegal ca- in Denver. No, no, they're very legal here. These rain catch systems. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, they're great. Does anyone use them? Oh, tons of people. Yeah, and you got you know it's on demand purification systems, and you can drink it. You can do anything you want. It's really it's pretty cool. People are way into it here. Uh-huh. Got to get me one of those. In fact, uh, I think uh, I, I I hate to say it, but you know, if we're fortunate enough to be able to uh, uh, to build a new camp, Mofo, uh, I want the full spectrum, man. I, I want a windmill. I want solar. I want a, a nuke. <laughs> yeah, because you know, it, I don't know if you noticed it, but the Agenda Twenty One stuff is really kicking in, man. Jenny, 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 don't go by that man's house. He's crazy. <laughs> Jenny, go, Jenny, Jenny. Mommy, I just want to see inside. Nah, it won't be hard. It'll be all glass. <laughs> Look in there. Yeah. They don't wear clothes. They're from some foreign country. <laughs> they don't wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, this is... Um, did you hear this? Uh, did you know that British Columbia already has the carbon tax? It does? Yeah, check this report out. And this is all Agenda 21 stuff. And the report is a complete... And if you don't know what Agenda 21 is, you've got to Google that. Consult yeah, the book of the knowledge. Yeah, this is the show more. Yeah, yeah really. You feel, where you've where you been. Welcome. Um, the whole report is is making you feel good about carbon taxes. Uh, it's Well, just listen to it. You can blame, in part, some made-in-B.C. levies, including, at five and a half cents a liter, the carbon tax. Vahram Dagestani feels the impact filling up his car and paying the bills for his trucking company. That hurts us a lot, you know? Every cent counts when you're a small business owner in Canada. You know, you're trying to save dollars. But taxes are taxes. There's no way of getting it. They'll get us some way, one way or another, right? Yeah, slave. Though even at the pumps, it's not hard to find people who say it's a good tax. It's supposed to be our duty as citizens to support the environment. And- hey, citizens. Hold on a second. Hey, hey, hey citizens, citizens support the environment. Things like that. So I'm fine with that. I'm fine the with that. The provincial liberals introduced it to encourage people to use less gas. Uh, we promised you green, and uh, today we deliver green. Oh. <laughs> I love, I, we promised you green. The opposition NDP wanted to axe the tax, but they lost the election. 
And now, more than two years after it came into effect... Do we know, has the carbon tax at the pumps had an impact? Well, we think it yeah. has. Uh, our preliminary yeah. figures show that, in fact, uh, the fuel use uh, per capita here in British Columbia has fallen compared to other uh, regions across Canada. You see, the way I see it, John... Because you're going broke, you idiots. Exactly. So I, I looked this up. The, uh, yeah, the, we're in a full depression, so the gasoline usage has gone way down. <laughs> That's a good thing. It's good. So uh, in the Green Party, uh, British Columbia, their current pricing is $50 per ton of CO2 emissions. And uh, I looked at their FAQ. Why $50? Well, $50 because $50 is the tax on something that produces one ton of CO2 emissions. Uh, one liter of gas produces 2.34 kilograms of CO2, so $50 per ton adds about 12 cents to the pump price per liter, even though, wait, wait, we, just, even though we just heard Give five that, that, a that, second that ago. that calculation again. One, ki- one, one, liter, what, what? one liter of gas, that's petrol in this case, uh, gasoline, produces 2.34 kilograms of CO2. How does that work? That's Isn't, not right. It, no, that can't be because one liter is one kilo. How can no, it, a liter's not a kilo. Yes, it is. No, no yes, the it liter is. Is, 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 the, is, a, is a volumetric amount. Yep. It's not a weight amount. One liter of gasoline. Well, let's find out. Consult the book of knowledge. One liter but I, of what, I wonder what, what a liter of gasoline weighs. Equals, I'm going to find out. How many kilograms? I think it's one. I think it's one, dude. No, it's not one, dude. Dude. 0.71, uh, 0.7. Liter of gasoline weighs 0.76 7, kilograms. Yeah. So it's almost, so almost, almost. Uh, so how can it produce 2.3 kilograms t- of CO2? Three times as much. Is that science? The science is in. <laughs> is that possible? Is that science is in. Science! science! So, so, well, all right. Well, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know, but that seems like a lot. And okay, well, here's a fueleconomy.gov. Our own government tells us the following: How can a gallon of gasoline produce 20 pounds of carbon dioxide? The government is asked. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Science is in. That's how it's done. It's impossible that a gallon of gasoline, which weighs about 6.3 pounds, could produce 20 pounds of carbon dioxide when burned. However, most of the weight of the CO2 doesn't come from the gasoline, but the oxygen from the oxygen in the air. When the gasoline burns, the carbon and hydrogen separate. The hydrogen combines with oxygen to form water, H2O, and the carbon combines with oxygen to form carbon dioxide, CO2. Carbon, then it goes on with a, with a calculation. All right. I think it's bogative. Yeah. So is the tax... Is this just a tax grab? Second question on oh, the FAQ. Of course, FAQ. it's a tax grab. No, the Green Party proposes tax uh, shifting. What are they going to do with the money? The well, Green well, Party. Uh, they, they, they getting the money? Here it is. The money raised by a carbon tax will be used to reduce other taxes, like income and payroll taxes. <laughs> when has that ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? So, of course, what is going to happen is everything gets more expensive. And just keeps on getting more expensive. It's, it, it doesn't do anything but get more expensive, and and it's you know every, everyone's raising their prices of everything. This is a total bug. I had no idea that uh, um, the British Columbia was on board with this. And then 
I mean, there's just so much Agenda 21 stuff, John. Then it's I like find Berkeley North. Well, then I find this uh, this challenge from the White House. Are you ready? Developers, get ready. It's a big challenge. Build a, an app. <laughs> Have you heard about this? No. The app. Once you say app, you, you got to go app. You got to go to appsforenergy.challenge.gov. And uh, so you can build a, an app. Here, the U.S. Energy Department's Apps for Energy is offering $100,000 to software developers for the best new apps that help utility customers make the most of their green button electricity usage data. Again, it's just more, it's like trying to hippify the fact that you're getting screwed. You know, I'm getting screwed on this, but I've got an app. It makes me feel good. So, um, uh, are you? Oh, this is that idiot Secretary Chu. Yes. Now, the the Nobel Prize winning physicist who's now a government bureaucrat, and he wants all the gasoline prices in the United States. He said so publicly at least twice mm -hmm. to be the same as it is in Europe, so we can feel the pain. Now, are you? The on guy the is a complete washout. Are you? They on should get rid of him. Are you on this website? No, I don't. I can't get to. That. I got energy.gov. No, no, no. no Secretary no. Chu launches first ever Apps Energy Challenge okay. press yeah, release. Yeah, click on. Is there a link there? Because you got to go to Apps for Energy. I, I've been trying it. I can't find Energy Apps here. No. Energy Department launches launches just, Apps just for Energy. Go to you know where that little bar at the top energy. of your browser. I'm just. I can't get out of energy.gov. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that. And I get a, a no. Doesn't show up. Apps for Energy, all one word. Yes. Dot. Challenge. Dot. Challenge. Dot. Well, you didn't go. say dot. Challenge. I sure did. Don't make me rewind the tapes. You can rewind the tape and you won't find it. I said apps, apps for energy. Dot. Challenge. Dot. Gov. Don't argue with me. So it's under challenge. Dot. Gov. Yes. I didn't know there was a site yes. called challenge. Dot. Gov. So I want you to take a look at this. Oh, this is very important because I found some funny stuff here. Well, you, you, since you're on the site, you apparently have brought it to its knees. It won't load. <laughs> really? <laughs> I brought Somebody, the, the two other people in the chat room have gone to it. <laughs> really? The thing is jammed. It's, it's sunk. Really? I, I, br I, I, I brought challenge.gov to its knees. Really? You think? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Apps for enter. Okay, here we go. I got a mistake. Are you with me? Almost. I'm getting there. All right. All right. Here, I'm looking at it. Okay. You're there. Good. Challenge Post. Now, powered by Challenge Post. There's another $8 million ripoff, I'll bet. Now, do you see the Partners tab? Yeah. Okay, click on the Partners tab. What do you see over there? What's the first thing that jumps out at you? &E. How about Well, how about on the left? Grid, Grid 21. 21. So you click on that, and you go to this Grid 21, which... Uh, Empowering America. Grid 21, <laughs> empowering America. So Grid 21 is a nationwide initiative to increase energy awareness and encounter smarter, more efficient usage by Americans, i.e. pay more, slave. Our goal is to bring the best practices to the energy grid, leading to reduced greenhouse gas emissions, decreased cost, and lower dependency on foreign oil. So you, so this, so you see right here, we are currently building the Grid 21 site. Check back for more information. So um, you can't find much about them. There is a little about Grid 21. It's a new nonprofit organization. Uh, I might add there's absolutely no. Do you think the 21 has to do with Agenda 21? Yeah, you, you think, think maybe? Huh? Yeah, you, you think, think maybe it could hey, be. Citizen. So, of course, there's no information, but the, the, you know, there's no Form 90s, 990s, nothing. But it's a new nonprofit organization committed to engaging electricity consumers 
in using a new generation of tools and technologies to better manage their electricity consumption. So I'm like, who are these jabronis? A little who is gives us the following. They are um, registered in Washington, D.C., 1155 15th Street in Washington, Northwest, in Washington, D.C. So I'm like, I really want to find out who's behind this. So there's not much to find out there. What's the address again? Doesn't matter. You don't have to do it because I already got it. Okay. So then I look at the uh, the registrar, and the registrar data goes to an outfit called Association Management Strategies. Oh, these are the same as the Gridwise guys. Exactly. Well, th- what it is is a full service association management company, i.e., lobbying firm, which provides management expertise and administrative services to industry associations, coalitions, professional societies, trade shows, and other special events. And what they do, they literally say it here, um, located in Washington, D.C., at the same address as Grid 21, minutes away from most federal agencies for easy lobbying access, AMS will provide each client with its own identity as an autonomous association. So it's basically it's a front. It's a front, and it's run by a company called Claim.org, <laughs> the International Claim Association. This thing is Learn the so way in deep. claim excellence. This thing is so deep. <laughs> and it's state anti-fraud training, North American Training Group. Find us on Facebook. But the thing that's nasty is... This is terrible. Yes. They have an education conference coming up, though, on September 30th in Orlando. Spring meeting, by the way, Hard Rock Hotel, San Diego, California. Register now. Woot. Since its founding in 1909, the International Claim Association, ICA, has been the forefront of addressing a broad range of life, health, and disability claim issues. There's a, there's a, this is a, this is the, this is the exact same offices. Yeah, it's all 1155 15th Street. I yeah, know. Northwest Suite yeah. 500. Yeah, I know. It's the same suite. <laughs> I know. The International Claim Association. I know. And then they're running on a .gov site? Oh, this yeah. This is just scandalous. And promoted on the White House website. So I'm just seeing so much of this closing in on us. And believe me, they are setting you How up. Come somebody doesn't bust these guys? Well, what do you think we're in business for, Johnny boy? That's it's unbelievable. A, that's what we're here for. That's what we do. Anyone out there can look it up. Claim. They got a good one, too. They got in early. Claim.org. Nice, huh? So they're doing it. So this is propagating to condition the human resources of Gitmo Nation to get ready for sky high pricing on everything. And basically, you get all these little tchotchkes and apps and meters and dingleberry debts that make you feel good about being gouged, essentially. And now, yeah. and now they've come up with a new thing. Essentially being gouged in the Canadians. What is wrong with you people? This is why we have nobody that donates from BC, by the way. Because they're broke. They're broke and they don't get it. Now listen to this. This is the, this is the latest. So, how, you know, if you take all this Agenda 21 stuff into play, do you really, I have a, a news clip here, which is, of course, from a PR agency. And it shows you exactly the way your government wants you to live. Are you ready for it? This is going to be my new house. Well, given the state of the economy, more Americans are joining the tiny house movement. D. Williams yeah. of Olympia. It's a movement, by the way, John. It's 
a movement. It's a movement. A tiny one. house movement. Oh, there goes one now. Go check it out. One of those people. Of she lives in an 84-square-foot house built with sustainable materials. She's an environmentalist who wanted to give up a looming mortgage to live in a smaller home with enough cash to go and do the things that she wanted. It's only 13 and a half feet tall. It's only uh, eight and a half feet wide. You know, it's small, but it works. It works. Well, her home boasts a full kitchen, a compost toilet, and a lot. Compost toilet? What is that? Yeah, she craps in the. <laughs> we're talking about a room that's eight foot by 10 foot. The room I'm in now is bigger than that, okay? So she, let's start with that. And she craps and so in the toilet. Got a toilet in the room. So you're in there crapping in the in the living room <laughs> and, and eating. Or maybe you're cooking while you're on the crapper. But what is a compost toilet? That means you just go. It's a, essentially, it's a an bucket. outhouse. It's a bucket. Outhouse. It's, a, I said it's, it's a bucket with a lid. It's a bucket with a lid. <laughs> you crap in it. And this mm. is cool because you're an environmentalist. Yes, and, and it's built from sustainable materials like your own poop. Off with an incredible skylight. <laughs> she says it reminds her of the treehouse that she spent time in as a child. Yeah, rom- oh. Romanticize it, the treehouse. As an adult, William says she is proud to be leaving a smaller carbon footprint. Oh! I have a, a low energy um, propane heater. By the way, she looks like she looks like she's knocking on death's door. Like she, I bet she is. She, she does not look well. She does not look well. No. And low E argon insulated windows. And then I used uh, cotton bat insulations in the walls and the ceiling. Uh, no plastics or space Ooh. age stuff. No space age stuff. Only space, space age, age stuff. stuff. But this this is what we're being conditioned for, and it's the movement, John. It's the tiny house movement. So we're all supposed to get on board with the tiny house movement and feel good about saving the earth. But and I'm all for uh, for you know not polluting if possible, but carbon tax <laughs> and pooping no, scam. pooping on top it's of my own scam. poop. Yeah, of course it's a scam. And by the way, for anyone who's just started listening to the show, we do have a we we don't have a problem with people who might believe in one thing or another. But no. if you're sincere about global warming and and carbon and the problem with kill, carbon, kill yourself. You, you cap it. You don't <laughs> cap and trade it. Just kill yourself if you really and they care. They won't cap it. <laughs> if it's so important and everything they say is true, why don't they cap it? They won't cap it. They want to cap and trade, which means that nothing changes. So what's no. the point? Why are we doing any of it? And do you think because that, it is a scam in the base at the base? And, and I, they, otherwise, they would cap it. It yeah. seems to me, wouldn't they cap it? Uh, cap, it. Cap, cap it, cap it, cap it, cap it, cap it, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it. We need that. We need uh, what's his name saying that? <clears throat> cap it, cap it or flap it, baby. Yeah. So uh, I'm just seeing a lot of this. There was another one. What was this? Uh, well, uh, Austin's got a, one of these areas. It's kind of a little like Berkeley. It's a college town, and so you get a lot of nutty stuff there. Well, you this probably is, have the Berkeley-style women, is not, the, the Hummers and the crackpots and the uh, women <laughs> that you know, they wash their steps more than they wash their hair kind of thing. No, we, you know, I have to say uh, people are pretty cool here. Yeah, yeah, but you, you know, maybe you're falling prey to the no, I don't think so. Hippie, hippie quality. Well, there's definitely there's definitely hippies, but they're not they're not they're just sitting around smoking dope, going, dude, can you believe that Agenda Twenty One stuff? <laughs> No, no, I I don't see that much of it. I really don't. Okay. And and believe me, there's not you a lot of... You don't get out that much. You don't the, like to really mingle with the public. I do, too. There's not a lot of Priuses driving around here because those get rolled over with <laughs> our Dodge rolled. Rams. 
Like, hey, watch this. Hey, see that? Shoot it. <laughs> what, what was that? Oh, I bumped over a Prius. Uh, it's Steiner Ranch that got Priuses, but those those people will be the first to go. There's a, that's a, those gated communities, and I always say the gate is to keep those people in. And they look at me like, what? Yeah. That's what Ron Paul would say. Mm-hmm. Hey, in the morning to you, Johnny boy. In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships and sea and all boots on the ground and all the feet in the air and the feet washing ashore in the British Columbia waterways. Yes, and in the morning to our human resources in our chat room. You can find that at noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. It uh, takes place every uh, Thursday and Sunday morning. 9 a.m. Gitmo Nation West time when we do the show live. Lots of people join in. Keep us uh, keeping them honest. Uh, good to see you all there uh, charged up and ready to go. That's very nice. Nice email, by the way, John. I liked uh, and I agreed with what you sent out uh, earlier this week. The news, it was it was so unbelievable how l- there was no news. Uh, it was just the stupidest things that were that were being propagated over and over and over again. CNN, I can't, now I'm, I'm watching oh, Fox News. I can't even watch CNN anymore. CNN so has bad. really deteriorated. Oh, well, they have no budget. You can tell there's no more money. It's, it's just over. Now, the only thing I did see, what else was there? You, you wrote it in your note. What, what, what well, was the, the news? Thing, of course, is the Trayvon Martin thing, which I, now, somebody sent me a note suggesting that there is a, a, a kind of a media hit going on against Hispanics. Really, and, and she or he—I hmm. think it was a she—didn't uh, understand. You know, she she had a theory that it was maybe to do with the Dream Act, and I think that's pretty far fetched. But you know, she mentioned that this Trayvon Martin thing is the biggest thing going on. Although I believe it was designed to create a white. What you your theory, which is to create a white black tension. Yeah, and I, I you can just see the meeting going. Hey, we got one. We got a situation. We can put go full bore on it. He says, yeah, what happened? Well, this uh, I guess this white guy. Oh man, look at this. He's not only white, but he's Jewish. <laughs> we got a double hit here. We can get a white Jew <laughs> killing a black kid. This will be perfect. And that, send out send Sharpton out. Send everybody out. And then somebody looks as holy crap. This is a Mexican. Latino oh no! Hey, hey, that's we no good. Oh no! So anyway, but she mentioned that, and then the Ozzy Guillon thing, which is a, a one of the uh, managers of a baseball team down in Miami, who said Fidel Castro is great, and that <laughs> created a huge uproar uh, again in, the, in this distraction of the week kind of mode, which is what we've been dealing with. But this is looks like a distraction of the month. Oh no! It's, with it's this Zimmerman. No, no, thing. it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be much worse. Now, first of all, we had um, by coincidence uh, the Attorney General of the United States Holder um, doing a speech at the uh, National Ac- Action Network. Are you familiar with this uh, this outfit? Is that one of those extortion places that, you know... Yeah, they that's, go, that's the Al Sharpton extortion Al place. Thing, and it's praised Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton is the guy for people outside the country who is... He's just, he's, he uses a technique that's used by Jesse Jackson of extorting money for his firm by going around and threatening to boycott and uh, picket and he's, make a big he's, he's a troublemaker. He's the reverend. He's a community organizer. He's a reverend. And so, uh, you know, he's... Uh, He's on this. He's this guy who also went after the kids, the white kids, who supposedly raped some girl at Duke University and it put oh, these kids right, out right, of business right. because they. But it turns out the woman was a hooker that was was <laughs> trying to uh, extort money 
And then when that finally broke out, uh, Sharpton, who'd ruined these kids' lives, with, with him and these other people, uh, never apologized or anything. But these guys are, are shameless so the, shills and so should the, be ashamed so the, so of the themselves. Way, so the way it works is they have these, uh, these nonprofits, which pay their salaries and travel and whatever else. Um, and then they, they threaten you with something. And you can usually get them to stop, like a boycott, as you said. You can get them to stop if you make a donation to the foundation. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Jesse Jackson has the one, and, and Sharpton has. Sharpton modeled his after Jackson's the guy who perfected it. So he gets uh, Holder down there. Do you hear Holder speak at the... Uh... No, I heard what he said. I heard what, what, what he said, though. Do you yeah. have a clip? Yeah, yeah. I'll play the clip for you if you wish. Let's do it. You are greatly and rightly concerned about the recent shooting death of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin, a young man whose future has been lost to the ages. Now, now listen very carefully to the words he's using. He's reading from the teleprompter, of course. 17-year-old young man. So he's really positioning this. Uh, you know, this is the... This is the, the biggest lawyer of the land, right? This is, this is the guy who's supposed to be completely impartial. Uno. Yeah. As most of you know, three weeks ago, the Department of Justice launched an investigation into this incident, which remains open at this time. So what is, this is a state issue. I don't understand why the Department of Justice needs to come into it, but Eric Holder will unfold it for us. And prevents me from talking in detail about this matter. However, I can tell you, that in recent weeks, Justice Department officials, including Assistant Attorney General for the Civil Rights Division, Tom Perez, and the United States Attorney for the Middle District of Florida, Robert O'Neill, have traveled to Sanford, Florida, to meet with the Martin family, the community, and local authorities. The FBI is assisting local law enforcement officials. Why is the FBI in on it? I <laughs> makes no sense to me but there's more there's more and representatives from the community relations i mean the guy said yeah i killed him he said he killed him you don't need to investigate that i mean i'm not sure why the fbi is involved but okay the justice department's peacemakers are continuing to meet with civil rights leaders law enforcement officers so now oh now he's saying it's a civil rights issue let's listen and area residents to address and to help alleviate community tensions we're also communicating closely with local, state, and federal representatives and officials. In all of these discussions, we're listening carefully to concerns, and we're emphasizing that the department will conduct a thorough and independent review of the evidence. Now, although I cannot share where our current efforts will lead us from here, I can assure you that in this investigation, and in all cases, here it comes, listen carefully to the words. We will examine the facts and the law. If we find evidence of a potential federal criminal civil rights crime. Potential federal civil rights crime. What is a federal civil rights crime? Well. So that means it would, it, it, the only thing it can mean by that is it's a hate crime. Yeah. Or a violation of some, his civil rights. Well, well he got killed. Isn't that a violation rights? of your civil not, rights? It does not have to be a... Uh, Hate crime. No, but if you get killed, that's pretty much a violation of your civil rights, I would say. I would think that would apply to all deaths by gun. So here's what I think is happening. So so the Zimmerman gets charged. And again, you know, this is not for, for, for us here on this show. This is not a black or white issue. You know, kid gets killed. That sucks. Guy kills kid. That sucks. The whole thing sucks. But I believe that uh, the Obama campaign is using this, as we've discussed before this even happened, to create racial tension within the country. And here's how I think it's going to play out. So Zimmerman gets charged with second-degree murder, which is not the same in every single state. In Florida, in fact, it's a little bit different than most. 
This is going to be a televised court drama. Nancy Grace is slippery. That's how excited she is about this. She's sliding down the, the, the sidewalks. She, this is going to be 24-7. We will not get away from the coverage of this case. It's going to be extremely annoying. It's going to dominate all the news. Everyone's going to get hyped up. It's going to be the conversation du jour. But he's going to be acquitted, which, of course, will spark craziness. And I'll tell you why he's going to get acquitted. In Florida, the definition of second-degree murder, it can, only be, it can only stick in two ways. One, an accomplice felony murder, which is not the case. We know that because he's not an accomplice. He actually did it. Uh, he killed the kid. But the main way you get convicted of second-degree murder in Florida is murder with a depraved mind. Definition, murder with a depraved mind occurs when a person is killed without any premeditated design by an act imminently dangerous to another and evincing a depraved mind showing no regard for human life. So they basically will have to prove that Zimmerman was nuts. <laughs> and they're not going to prove it. And then he's, no. and, and well, he's going to get I'm off. In complete agreement with your thesis. I, I, I think it's going to be Michael Jackson, too. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a huge deal. They're going to be. And, and you're right. Uh, Nancy Grace, who's an idiot, will be up there. I don't know what she's just blathering about this and that. And he will get off. And I think the whole thing is schemed. So he does get off. That's why the charge is second degree, not manslaughter, but second degree. Because oh, it, well, it, actually, I this I heard one of the law, law from uh, law shows say that they can't. Under, for some reason, they couldn't do manslaughter because in Florida, the, the, there's no, apparently they don't have the possibility. I don't I mean, know about that. There was something screwy about the manslaughter thing where they wouldn't do it. So they jumped, jumped it up to this, and this is a definitely he'll get off, and then uh, all hell will break loose, it's which will be right in time for the election. So perfect this timing. On. This will go on. Yeah. Well, how, I think we're going to see 90 days worth of trial. What do you think? We'll have recesses. And all. First, yeah, we have good. to check, we pick have the jury. we got to have the jury picked. It's okay, good. Well, it, let's, it's what good. is the day? Let me look at the calendar. <sighs> right. I think when, is the, when is the Democratic National Convention? Ooh, isn't, isn't, that, isn't that? And by the way, isn't that in Florida this year? Let me see. That would be good timing. <laughs> National. Oh, boy. National Convention 2012. Let's see who Google's fast. Charlotte. Oh, North Carolina. Yeah, which is close enough. It's, yeah, it is close enough. And it starts when? I'm looking for the date here. Uh, okay, let's uh, do this for a second. Consult the book of knowledge. The week of September 3rd. September so, 3rd. Okay, so September 3rd is the week, so it has to happen before that. I, I think, think it has to conclude before that to, to August. work. I think August. July. End, of, end of July. Yeah, so we're going to go through. Month, two months, three months. That's your 90 days, as you said. Add another, th- add another uh, 30 days. That would be 120 mm-hmm. to get out the court decision. Because I don't think you can stretch it past the convention because they don't want to make no, it a no, distraction no, no, no. during the Democrat convention. No. But when's the Republican convention? No idea. Let's take a look. <laughs> I-, I figured you would know. I thought you had your invite already. I didn't get an invite this year. <laughs> okay, this is August 27th, so they have to... They're they got, they got ideally, to wrap it up by mid-August. Ideally... End of July even, John. No, no, I, I'm thinking ideally you do it on top of the Republican convention. Oh, to completely distract from it. Perfect. 
Yeah. Perfect. And then you end it right after the Republican convention yep. and go into the Democrat convention where they can now start pointing the finger. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, and we're gonna and it's gonna be pandemonium. People will be freaking out. And and it's and it's thank you very much to uh the administration, Holder propping it up there. It's clear what side he's on, which I don't think he should be picking any side. What business does he have talking at the at the uh, National Action Network. What business does he have? Go run run the Justice Department, dude. Yeah, go send some guns to Mexico. Yeah, go do something uh, helpful. Don't be pandering over there. That's lame. Anyway, I bet you you didn't see any of this on the news uh, this past week, did you? You just I saw did a bunch- see Holder talking in front of that. No, group. but I but I bet no one uh, actually said here's the real definition of second degree murder in Florida. No, no, no one does any of that work. No. Which is, so there you go. So those of you listening to this program, also known as the best podcast in the universe, you're getting your money's worth. And let's thank a few producers yeah, for some insight here. I mean, yeah. you're not going to get it anyplace else. These guys, and you're right. CNN is a disaster. Mm-hmm. In fact, even John Stewart went after him last week. And it, it, with the stuff he... Let me, let me uh, say something about John like, Stewart. What? John Stewart is a disaster and he jumped the shark on me. Yeah, well, he had Tim, watching. No, he had no. Someone sent me a clip. He had Tim Weiner on. Tim Weiner. No, nobody wrote, watches the last. No, no. Uh-uh. You don't. That doesn't count. John Stewart is good for the first twenty minutes, and you turn it off. Let me just say something about it, though. So I am three quarters of the way through his new book called Enemies: The Inside Story of the FBI, which is the follow up to uh, Legacy of Ashes about the CIA. And I have to say, I'm not completely convinced that Weiner hasn't been compromised. Uh, while writing this book. Um, but I'll tell you one thing. John's- well, the, guy, the guy that you want is that guy who wrote the Bush book. That's the, the, the guy who's got the... Uh, but I'm interested. I'm going to get the guy on the big book show. So I'm going to interview him about both books. Weiner? Yeah. But um, what was interesting is that John Stewart is conducting this interview. And within the first, the first question, I, you didn't read the book. He did not read the book. He didn't read the book. And no. he said, all he is, is, he's asking questions because he saw the J. Edgar Hoover movie, which is not what the book is about. Yeah, of no. course, there's J. Edgar Hoover in there, no, but the it's not what the book is about. The CIA anecdotes are very entertaining. No, no, the FBI, the book. FBI, the FBI. Legacy of Ashes? No, no, we're talking, oh, about, the, talking about the, the, new, new the new book. Yeah, he did not, well, he didn't read the other book either. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I'll tell you, that book. The new book? Yeah. If, if the accounts that uh, Weiner is writing in this... And we've had nothing but hit squads and uh, and black bagging of American citizens going on since the 1900s. It's it's amazing. Thousands of people arrested in one night, thrown into prison. You know, no warrants. Just this has been going on forever. We thought the NDAA was new. This is not new. <laughs> Our country has always been a Nazi state. It's crazy. Well, when when you read the, you read this book, you'd be like, oh I just my have goodness. To read that book. Now. Oh. Well, wait until I do the the Weiner interview. What makes you think he's compromises? The book's pulling it feels, punches. It feels very different than the first one. You know what I mean? He also doesn't state. That, oh, the first one was probably written by the the CIA. Well, remember I called Uncle Don about the first one, and Uncle Don said, "Yep, that's pretty much the way I remember it. That sounds about right." And I don't have, uh, I can't call Uncle Don on this, but it just feels like you know he's. In, in fact, the book protects Hoover a bit. So anyway, well, maybe it was written by the FBI. Maybe that's his, maybe that is his style. He goes in, he t- says what he wants to do. I mean, when you sometimes you as a writer, you're it's not really you writing; it's you doing a project. Mm-hmm. 
And so you go in because you can't research all this stuff. No. And I mean, if you look at uh, Michelle Malkin's book on the Obamas, you can read that, which came out right after he got elected. You look at that thing. You said, this woman could not have spent this much time no. getting all this no, information. No, no. Somebody that was, it was a, a shitty team. book. That, that was a waste of 14 bucks. You te- you get a team. Yeah. And you say, I, here's what you need to get. Here's what I need to You have a whole bunch of research. They all bring the stuff together. And the, and in many instances, with the case of a government agency, because you don't want to, you don't want to get killed, you just have them do the damn book. I'm sure the CIA wrote that other book just so they could specifically leave certain things out. Yeah, it had a lot to do with it for sure. Anyway. All right. Let's thank our producers. We have executive producers and associates for today's episode, which is nice as we're gearing up for the big episode 400 people getting in early on it, John. Yeah, well, everyone who got a 400 in today gets two executive producer credits because you get also credited on the next show. So it's a two for the price of one deal. And uh, anyway, next show is show 400, which is amazing. You know, that's more shows than the Twit broadcast podcast. (laughs) Don't get me started. Kathy Simunich starts starts us off from West Chicago, uh, 60667. And she's now going to be... Dame. Dame Kathy. Whoop. I paid 130 and she has a little accounting here. I still have enough left to pay for a knighthood. My husband and I listen to your show for a couple of years now, and you guys do an outstanding job. We asked for some karma for the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. You've got karma. Absolutely. Uh, Black Knight uh, Robin Dearden uh, from I don't have his location for some reason, but he c- came with $400.40. Keep it up, guys. Donating with reference to the last newsletter. Very effective. Value for value. Good stuff, he hey, says. You know, I was thinking, why, you know, you write uh, several columns a week. What do you write? Like two columns a week, maybe more? Uh, every week I write a minimum of six. Six columns. So why don't you just throw in an extra one? Just do a seventh and make that the weekly column for. Uh, I'm, I'm sent, that's what I. That's what I do here. So that's what the newsletter is. I'm sending out every Wednesday. I guess what I'm saying is, it felt much more like one of your columns, and that really appealed to me. I really liked it. That was good. Yeah. No. I mean, it it's just good. a style. It's a keep style. it going. Yeah. So, no. I, that's what I did a couple of columns ago. I had a whole yeah. thing about the pipeline. Yeah. That's what I'm column. saying is, keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good work. Column people who are on the mailing list will get this usually Wednesday. Sometimes they'll skip a week, but generally speaking, Wednesday morning it'll be in your inbox uh, <laughs> if you are on the mailing list, yeah. and it'll be. And I would say that once in a while there'll be something valuable. And I like it, you know, because it's an enjoyable read. You sent the because John always sends me the the column. And uh, did you did you keep any of my changes, or you just ignore them? I just used yours after yeah. I didn't touch it. After <laughs> oh, that's good to I know. Don't you screw it up. I hope not. <laughs> no, I just made you know. There's a couple of things that are like, oh, come on, man, we're in 2012. Come on, hip it up a bit. Um, but it's good. I, I I read through that. And I'm like, oh, this is really a fun read. So it's good. Yeah, I like this it. Goes to. Uh, Pepper's mama, Shana, for a cop, quick copy edit first, because she, I, when we did a newsletter like two or three years ago, she's, she's one of these. Uh, oh, she's I remember like, that, yeah. She's, she's like, bitching and moaning about how idiotic <laughs> we were making, you know, had some typos, because I don't use a copy editor for this She's thing, like, really? Obviously. You went to, her, you went to Berkeley? Really? So she, so I said, okay, really? You wanted to, okay, boom. So I sent her all the things. So she sends it to me, and that becomes version two. And then I just send that to you, and then you, <laughs> and then I you send have it back. to see it, because right. we're part of the same group here, yeah. you and me. Yeah. The, and so then you <laughs> do what you think really? is right. Then I get it back, and 90% of the time I don't do anything, but once in a while I'll look at it. I did, I think, change one thing because right. I decided against something. But all right. 
um, I'll take something out or whatever. And that then it goes out on Wednesday morning. Right. So moving on. David Rudolph Baker. Bucker. Be, Bucker. Bucker. It's Bucker? It looks like it's a B-A-K-K-E-R. I would say Bucker. It's usually pronounced Baker. Maybe. Like Jim Baker, the famous. Uh, well, he's from Roden. Where's Roden? I don't know where Roden is. Roden. He's like- a Gitmo Nation, Singapore. That's where he is now. Oh. Well, probably not- an economic hitman. <laughs> probably, anyway, you think? It, totally Gitmo Nation, Singapore. I realized I noticed this thanks to No Agenda. And it was time to donate again. And you just happened to send out a $400 donation request, which in turn is just enough for me to finally become a knight. Whoa. Coincidence? I think not. Coincidence? I think not. Karma from my almost ready to be launched book, Het Mekbudge. Oh, there you go. So he's Dutch. Bucker. Okay, Het so Mek. Bu- Let me give you the pronunciation. Het Mekboekje. Het Mekboekje. Which you can find at mekboekje.nl. Uh, uh, the fact of the matter is. That's what he says. I know. He's buzzing me for I'm buzzing him. I'm buzzing him. <laughs> He's doing it as a joke. For me, the no agenda is the one and only form of news and entertainment I could not live without. If you out there, listeners, feel the same, he says, donate. You've got karma. Nice. Thank you, uh, David Rudolf Bucker. Het mekboekje.nl Robert Randall in Portland, Oregon, $400. I couldn't find an email from him, so I suppose it's just $400 straight up. William Jarima in Millville, New Jersey, $400. Same with him. want to thank both you guys. Bruce Salkovitz in Warrington, Pennsylvania, $400. In the morning, Mazel Tov on show 400. Plan was 200 every 100 shows. Need to accelerate plan to be a night. This doubles down current level should be up to 800. Please wish my hot but vertically challenged wife a happy birthday. <laughs> I love you, sweetie. She's a mini MILF. This will get her off my back for the donation. Adam, you were her, the hair envy of my friends in the 80s. He's still the hair envy of everybody. Yeah, thank you. They got the band together, uh, and he's got a Facebook thing. Shot of karma for me, shot of karma for all. F- uh, love the hair, no homo. <laughs> and he's a folder. <laughs> You've got karma. Thanks, man. Folder. Well, there's only two types of people in the world. You either fold your toilet paper or you scrunch it. Oh, yeah. Folder. What, what okay. are you? You're I, a scruncher. I know you're a scruncher. I am a combo scruncher folder. How you're, about that? There's ang- three types of people. I think you're an angry buncher. <laughs> angry buncher. <laughs> Yule Vandermeer. Hey, that's yeah. Uh, Yule. Uh, yeah, I know. This yeah, is, he's uh, back. This is... Uh, Lizingen. Flishingen, yeah. Flishingen, three ninety nine. Uh, as Carly Boschitz raised the bar last episode, just wanted to make sure that she can call me sir. <laughs> he gets his knighthood today. Uh, I'd like to call out Robert Muhlenberg as a douchebag. Oh well, hell yeah, douchebag. Thanks for the karma you guys sent last year. Uh, for my startup, Blauwater. Yes, I was the one in the mega yachting and the number. And oh, no, right. I still not. Want you guys to make fun of my customers? Yeah, this is the guy that does the big, beautiful yeah, he ships. Makes big yachts. Yeah, He's a big for, yacht builder. Yeah, yeah. and one he day can now be at the, <laughs> one of the few night yacht builders. Yeah, well, he can he can put the uh, no agenda coat of arms on uh, on each of his projects. Yeah, someplace in the corner where they won't notice it. Built by Sir Yule Fundemir. Last year, karma was well spent as I have a full order book for the following year. Of course, you do this the way the yeah, things yeah, go. That's our work. Uh, 
So a very big thank you to my customers and a donation for you guys. Reason for the donation on this episode is I wanted to spread the love, a.k.a. Dow. Between I think he means the dough. Dow, he says Dow. Yeah, well, he's Dutch. Dough. Dough. Between John's birthday preparations for Adam's and Mickey's wedding and the fourth centennial show. Furthermore, I assume the shows in between would be slower. And so he uh, came up with 399. He's a member of the 399 Club. Yep, perfect. You'll get a special extra credit for that today. Thank you so much. Uh, Paul Boyer in Howell, Michigan, 333-33, accommodation by birthday, April 12th, 42, following on a show day and the threat of not getting a night ring if I don't start donating soon. Finally got my me off my ass. Been donating since episode one, but I'm not quite a total douche since I donated $9.02, obscure Atlas Shrugged reference, <laughs> way back when you first started taking PayPal donations. Still... I'd like a de-douching, and since I listen to every show, and you guys have earned this donation 398 times over, just because it's my favorite jingle, I can't, can I get a planes good, trains bad, de-douching maybe with an audios mofo as icing? Oh, well, okay. <clears throat> Hold on a second. Uh, there's a lot of work we got to do here. Okay, let's uh, do that for you. Where is my planes good train? I haven't played it in such a while. Here we go. All aboard, trains good, planes bad. You've been de-douched. Adios, mofo. See, I've always believed that the sound effect angle to these shows is a big payoff. <laughs> <laughs> John Johnson Jr., uh, $250. Hey, citizens, want to thank you for all the hours of information hey, and entertainment. Citizen. I'd like to re request a double shot of karma, one for my parents since I got introduced my dad to show a few weeks ago, the other one for my smoking hot fiance since it's her birthday on Friday. Can you put her on the birthday list? Yeah. You've got karma. So hold on a second. So that's... Uh, John Johnson's fiance. He never gave us a name. John Johnson's... Junior. John fiance. Johnson Jr. <laughs> really? John Johnson. It it's Triple J, everybody. John JJJ. JJJ. Just plain old Stephen in Denver, $200, and he has really nothing to say except that. And we want to thank them and all our other uh, contributors for show 399. We're off almost uh, to show 400. A very, uh, It's a big deal to get that far. And uh, you can go to Dvorak.org slash NA channel, Dvorak.com slash NA no agenda show and .com and no agenda nation .com to uh, click on the donate button and keep us going. Yes, keep us going through the summer. Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. I do have uh, just, <laughs> wow, a couple of things here. Uh, just a quick note from Jason Benny, B-E-N-N-E. Hi, Ryan, to say thank you. Thank you for the priceless education you and JCD have given to me and others. This evening, the local CBS News came on after CSI, and all the bull crap made me sick. I had to turn off the TV. <laughs> I've been listening for almost two years now. Sadly, I'm still a boner. This living the American dream of just getting by really sucks. I tell everyone I can about the show. I hope to support you guys as long as I can, uh, as soon as I hope to support you guys soon, as long as I can get through school and find a job again. So form, uh, from the bottom of this stay at home, dad's heart. Thank you very much. So I just wanted to read that because it was a beautiful note. Uh, thank you so much to Joe over there at healthy surprise.com. Did you get a box? I got a box. Yeah, hold on a second. Let me get the boxes. I think we should go over this. Uh, well, maybe after the. Well, we can do. We, we can. We can do that later. But yeah, let's close this segment. It's, first. it's a. It's a beautiful, beautiful box of uh, food, which is highly appreciated. Food is a gift that keeps on giving, except uh, for the uh, kale. Now I'm not not too big on the kale. <laughs> Mickey loves the kale, though. She loves. Oh. Yeah, she loves the kale. Uh, Doug Walker, 
Uh, he has donated before. I'm not, he might. Is he a knight, Doug Walker? I know he's donated several times. It says two U.S. Marines were killed and two severely injured in the crash of a hybrid aircraft. That's the the tilt rotor of the uh, Osprey in Morocco. It says Adam, I know a young man who pilots an MV twenty two Osprey and is attached to the USS Iwo Jima. It is unknown at this time if his aircraft was the one that went down, but he was deployed to this exercise. I watched him grow up to be one fine young Marine and a seriously badass pilot. As you know, flying this aircraft takes big brass ones and a certain amount of skill. We're hoping to hear some news one way or the other about his status, but if you could send out a karma shot for his squadron, I would appreciate it. Uh, His Marine squadron is VMM-261 out of New River, North Carolina. So I'd like to do that. You've got... And then quick PR mentions uh, Scott from Monroe, Michigan. Uh, He sent us a picture that he was uh, recently asked or selected to be in a Gallup poll. And this is a real polling outfit, these Gallup poll guys. And uh, number question number nine on this poll, which Internet site do you turn to most to get news or information about national and international issues? And of course, he filled out noagendashow.com, which is very good. Yeah, keep. Keep spiking got, those Gallup polls. I got polls. on a couple of those polls recently. I have a new technique. That these polls were political ones, and I was always trying to see who, who were going to vote for. And I always I pushed it toward Ron Paul, Ron Paul, Ron Paul. Very good, very good. And then at the very end, they asked me my income. I gave them a, a real high number, which which <laughs> like I like to match 50, Ron Paul. Like and then 50. my race, I'm black. <laughs> I think we said more black people were voting for Ron Paul. Absolutely. And then uh, certainly the best PR move of the week. I love this. GitmoShirts.com is now open for business. You must check this website out, John, if you haven't seen it yet. Look at the awesome shirt designs uh, you can now buy on GitmoShirts.com. These are phenomenal. And I believe we're getting a couple of them. And I can't wait. Are you there? Yeah, I'm looking there now. You see the shirt designs? I'm just seeing a big signage. I don't see any signs. Up at the top, at menu at the top, shirt, oh, shirt, shirt designs. designs. There it is. So you see the Drone Star State shirt, which I like. China Pipelines, Inc. Uh, I love the uh, Curry Dvorak Consulting Group. That's a great shirt. Look at that thing. Yeah, I need that. And how about the Curry Dvorak drones? It's, we're it's, in business. <laughs> yeah, we're in business. All right, everybody, keep it coming. We uh, highly appreciate uh, our executive producers and associate executive producers. You, too, can become one of those, or you can just become a monthly subscriber going to... Dvorak.org slash N-A. And, of course, you can always just do whatever lots of slaves do is propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. New World. I thought it was a pretty big week, actually, news-wise. I don't know if you... What'd you, what'd you dig up? Oh, tons of interest. Well, so the... the only, here's, here's how I saw what happened. There was only one actual news report that, uh, that was broadcast in the United States of Gitmo Nation. And that was on Sunday, right after our program, and that was 60 Minutes. And the way I see this is this... And this was the 60 Minutes episode, of course, had a lot of Mike Wallace stuff in there. But then it was about 15 minutes of just how effed the European Union is and all of Europe and America. And we're all going to die. And subsequently, 
The market's all tanked on Monday. I think that these stupid people on Wall Street are like, oh, man. Hey, man, this is no good. We're screwed, man. And then just everything tanked. And there was no other reason for it than this report. Well, actually, if you listen to the DHM plug show I did. from last week. I did. Horowitz had a, a reasonable explanation for the reports that came out that that, that triggered it. And I, I don't think it was the 60 minutes thing. Although, well, it, there, it's possible. Listen to this. This was a, I pulled a few quick quotes from it just to uh, give you a little bit of a feel for what this was about. Louise Cooper, a top financial analyst in London, says the European holiday is over. We're in a, a debt crisis. Eurozone countries have way too much debt. We have gorged on debt. Gorged. We are living beyond our means. Living. And after 10 years of booming economic times, booming. it is now payback time. We are paying back our credit cards, and that will prove very painful and costly. Painful, bitches! Paying back our credit cards! So then uh, they have uh, Christine Lagarde who I just watched at the Brookings Institute this morning. I'm going to see if I can pull some clips from that. And uh, she basically just comes out and says it. She says that, well, you know, you just can't have a, a, a whole region of all these countries using the same money without fiscal policy. So this is exactly what everyone was warned against. And she's saying, well, we got to have it. When you have a single currency and when you don't have a single or at least very closely coordinated fiscal policy, then you run the risk of having part of the territory go into one direction and other part of the territory go into another direction. And that's exactly what happened. Yes, and that is not good. So we're going to change all of that. And she has some very wise words for the people of Greece. And and <laughs> uh, when I heard this, I was just like, wow, really? There's still medicine to be taken. Take your medicine, slaves! Just take your medicine. Take it, Greece. Just take your medicine. But the funniest thing of this entire... <laughs> <laughs> take your medicine. There's still medicine to be taken. The funniest thing about this, um, and I didn't see the television broadcast. I only saw the web version. <laughs> so no matter how many times you play the, the clips, and they have uh, an isolated clip of Lagarde, and then they have the 14 and a half or like 15-minute piece on... Uh, on Greece and not anywhere, not anywhere do they go through the history of, you know, how Greece happened, where Goldman Sachs came in, advised them on all these off book transactions and then basically turned around and screwed him in the rectum. But who is this program sponsored by? When a group of engineers who can see the future meets a team at Goldman Sachs who can see potential, <laughs> investors are found. <laughs> The whole thing was sponsored by Goldman Sachs. The whole report. I think Goldman wanted the market to tank on Monday. Well, someone knew about it. Someone knew. Huh. Mm -hmm. That's a good catch. I had a funny uh, advertisement that I caught in the middle of the news show. Oh. The regular news, you know, the local news play. There's a back-to-back -back commercial. Uh, first is, was the, the lottery commercial followed by this. Sorry, it wasn't fast enough. Oops. No. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, my mouse is stuck. Oh. What is this? Okay, let me let me do that again. Uh. First, it was a, it was a commercial. This is showing you what the problem with the with the country is. Everyone's out of work, so play the lottery. Maybe you can make some money. But if you don't, then you can maybe rob a bank. I won. Yes. Woo! Woo! 
California Lottery Black Scratchers. At Aladdin, we make you feel comfortable by providing a safe, welcoming environment and a well-trained staff that gets you through the process stress-free. Deep breath. We're here to help you. Aladdin Bail Bonds. We get you out. We get you through it. So that's what it's basically come down to. You either win the lottery or you go to jail. That's pretty much the options you have in, uh, I swear, in America. This is back-to-back commercials right during the news. It's like this is the audience now. The audience is they're all on the lottery. And everybody, by the way, at the Mevio offices bought a lottery ticket for that big oh. Mega Millions thing, which is a joke. Yeah. And so you so you either win the lottery, but you can't. So you got to rob a bank or something. And then Aladdin Bonds will be there to help <laughs> we have that in te- we have a lot of those commercials in texas it's a seven 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 yeah i, I mean yeah, how, one two three four how can you forget the number right seven 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 and you see this poor schlup looking through bars like help me help me get me out get me out i'm not gonna be in the slave labor pool so um we're finally starting to see some uh, video of actual events uh, taking place in greece because people, I mean, you know, this is no joke. Just because you're not seeing it on television doesn't mean that it's not happening. There was a great program, and the people of Greece, they're just so fed up. They just, they just not, they really are not taking it anymore. <laughs> they break into this, uh, this poor schlub's news program. He's interviewing someone who uh, clearly they don't agree with, and they start pelting him with yogurt and eggs. <laughs> But listen, it, it doesn't stop. <laughs> Why can't that happen on sixty minutes or when Diane <laughs> Sawyer is on? Eggs. Yogurt and eggs. It's a perfect. It's a perfect combination. But then this one, this really, and this is just a. Now I, I, I don't read Greek, so I'm getting a. Uh, translation here and you know things could be embellished or lost in translation but the civil protection minister Michalis Chrysohoidis um, said that uh, well here's his quote and this is you know May 6th they have uh, a general election coming up here's his quote we have a commitment to start operating the closed hospitality centers and we will keep to that commitment the first center will operate before the general election in Greater Athens, and it will act as a model to show Greek citizens that these facilities are safe for the public and will operate to high standards of health and hygiene. So do you know what these uh, closed hospitality centers are, John? No, what? Well, they are meant for the influx of refugees who are, of course, fleeing to the north out of North Africa, but uh, they're going to have this by May 6th. Now, why would it be important to have these um, closed hospitality centers by May 6th? It's because they're concentration camps. They are literally building camps to throw people into. That would make sense. And what was the, what was the due date on these things? May May, May 6th, that's when they have uh, the general election. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so if you this think isn't it's... This isn't going to be fun to watch. This is the, my advice to people who like to travel. Don't go to Greece? Don't go to Greece. <laughs> at least until, you know, next year. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, yeah no, no, camps. 
<clears throat> there's some real, real. I don't speak Greece. What? Anyway, go on. There's some Sorry. real problems in, uh, in uh, well, in all of Europe, really. Let's have a quick uh, rundown while we're here. Sweden faces a massive toilet paper shortage. Well, they had it. W- w- this is like the butter shortage of Norway. Yep. Thre- or just the opposite. <laughs> Other end. The threat of toilet paper shortage looms large over Sweden after a labor union warned it would block deliveries from several Swedish toilet paper factories in a show of solidarity with another another union group negotiating for higher pay. That's a shitty thing to do. Hey, hold on a second. Where is it? There we go. In the morning. Very good. Boy. Uh, Yeah, very good. Some time. Uh, Gitmo Nation East, the United Kingdom, still a part of Europe. Looks like. And something else. What? Go on. I'm talking to JC. No. He needs to give me a clip that I didn't have. Go on. That's okay. Uh, Here it is from The Guardian. Gas prices will rise 27%. What? 27% uh, due to increased distribution costs. What? Yeah. Yeah, natural gas. This is a gas that not not gas that comes out of your the, for your car. This is a nat- why is it, what, the, what oh, somebody is there a new middleman that's taking a piece of the action as the gas goes by? Well, they're lying, of course. They're just they, they need to get this price they're just up. Jack the price up. Yeah, because the actual price of gas is now below two dollars at, oh, the, at the at the well. The price of natural gas is in the toilet. It's so low they could essentially give it away and still not make money. But they're saying the distribution costs. Yeah. The pipelines, I guess. Pipelines, yeah. yeah, it's got to be pipelines. 27%. So this is it. But, you know, and then let's add on the carbon tax. I'm sure that you'll get. So, okay. You, if you're traveling, you might not want to go to the... I don't think this is a good time to start gouging the general public. Well... But I guess they're putting up with it. I mean, you know, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm thinking... I, my thinking is backwards. When, it, when they're down, kick them. So Spain is doing what Italy did and doing what Belgium did. They are now limiting cash transactions to two and a half thousand euros to fight tax fraud. So you cannot transact in cash with anyone legally in Spain over two and a half thousand euros. What? Yeah, you heard me. That's a good catch. Well, I follow these things. Well... Why? Oh, because you're trying to move money? Ixnay on the anime, uvme. Wow. Gitmo Nation Lowlands. They had the funniest report. So, you know. So you wh- can't buy, like, you, are you telling me, let me get this straight. I, I got, got $10,000, let's say, I want to buy a car with cash. Or let's say $5,000. let us say 3000 Yeah. I can't do it? Nope. Not legally. I if- can't legally spend three thousand dollars on a used car in cash because no. i've been saving the money well do- a, dollars a, yes a, dollars yes euros no because it's uh, two and a half thousand euros is a little more than three thousand okay well, i'm just saying three thousand euros yeah yeah you cannot uh-huh. no can't do it wow that's they're just trying to definitely lock down there's they're expecting <coughs> serious serious uh rioting and and other no, civil, they're, they're not civil even disorders. They're not even ex- the corner. They're not expecting it. They're 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 goading people <laughs> they're into create it. it. They're creating it totally. But in the Netherlands, now the Netherlands is so. I love the Netherlands. 
So they um, they can't. You know, I remember we were following the report about the financial crisis and the banks lied, and and then so the the another report has come out and said the former minister of finance, Walter Bosch, you know, he totally screwed up. He 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 did things he shouldn't have done, and then he's coming back and saying, "Hey, look, you know, it was we were on the precipice. We were about to collapse. The whole world was dying. We had to do what we could do with very little information. We did what we could do." I hope you don't. So this conversation is starting to heat up a little bit. And they're like, how do we stop this? How do we stop? We got to, we got to, so we got to stop this. So they come out with a news report that the VVD, the conservative party, uh, are going to invite George Clooney to come to speak in parliament about, and along with uh, Prendergast to speak about uh, Sudan. And this is like now, now no one, everything in the, in, in, on the news in the Netherlands is George Clooney. It's like, this is so the go-to guy. And now he's expanding the operations outside of the U.S. to other countries. It's like, you got a problem? You want to dominate the news with something else? Call Clooney. There's a strange thing. I've been, I have not gotten to the bottom of it yet. But the uh, guy who was killed in China that we yeah. haven't really talked about too much, but he was murdered by a, a, the, the well, a, wife a, of the yeah. uh, the head of the province who was yeah. a big shot that yeah. has to now be taken aside and i guess beaten <laughs> and so he's not going to be in the Politburo eventually whatever he's headed for right the guy was part of a uh, mi6 operation that was um that's run out of london it's a consulting group i don't have the name in front yeah, of me, so I, I, have... I i followed the story it's, yeah, it's and, very and hard the, if you look follow. into that group one of the main players is a guy named prendergast oh no yes and, and he's but he's a Kevin or a Kyle or some other Prendergast. He's not, and I can't find any relation to this Prendergast who supposedly is from Indiana uh, at all. But the weird thing is, and why I think there's a connection, I haven't gotten to the, the bottom of it at all, is that that, that Prendergast in the uh, in the MI6 consulting company was one of the early guy go to guys for the situation in Darfur. Oh, that has to be him. Yes, but there's I can find zero connection except you know, the we, name. You know, we and need, Darfur. We so I mean, there's two two kind of important things, but I it's like this it's it's weird. We need two things. We meet. We need a jingle for you know, if your country is in trouble, you need a little distraction. Call Clooney. Call Clooney. We need a call George Clooney jingle. Then we need something for the Chiners too. Because the, the China thing is just getting outrageous. Did you see, uh, related to economic hitmen, what happened in Malawi after uh, your economic hitman said, keep your eye on Malawi, then Malawi's president dies, but they can't find the body to do an autopsy. You just misplaced him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We can't find him. You see who just, you see who just stepped in? Who? Uh, Malawi's new president is Joyce Banda. Yeah. Formerly Banda. of the World Bank. <laughs> yeah, it's even better. You can't make it up. <laughs> it's going to be the brother, but then the brother guy, they pushed him aside and they put in this World I Bank mean, woman. If we were writing a book, right? We said, uh, you know what? Hey, I'll tell you what. We'll make the new, we'll kill the old president with a heart attack thing. And then we'll put in someone from the World Bank. The editor at the publisher would go, come on, man. No one's going to believe that. Yeah, this sucks. You can't do you that. <laughs> You're no good. You guys are no good at writing. <laughs> you cannot make this up. You can't. Oh, my goodness. No, it's just it's I, I, beautiful. I, I, the thing is, I don't get the, the base for the Malawi, uh, what's going on there. Anyway, we'll follow it. Yeah. 
The other one is Molly, which is uh, confusing. There's yeah. That there, too. Oh, by the way, that guy who was killed in China was uh, also, they at first said it was uh, alcohol poisoning, even though he, was, uh, he didn't drink. And then they immediately cremated him. <laughs> oh, it mine as well. Just burn him up quick. Yeah. Anyway, this is fishy sh- stuff going on. I have a question for um, our techno experts. Remember we talked about that kids activity book from Monsanto? Yeah, I do remember. So I put that thing, the, the way I construct the show notes, is I put that thing into a folder, and that is replicated in two places. One on my Dropbox account, and that is also uh, replicated on our show notes Dropbox, which is an Amazon S3. So it's the same one. And uh, so, I, you know, I just throw this PDF file in there. Uh, so it's, it's literally sitting on my, um, I just got a, a, an alert Watch George Zimmerman in court. Oh, it's already starting. Um, yeah. So this thing yeah. is sitting on my hard drive. That's not from one of our listeners, is no, it? No, 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 no. It's a news alert. Um, so this thing is sitting on my hard drive. And, you know, the, uh, I have, uh, what is that? Uh, you know, those alerts. What is it called? Uh, those pop-up alerts you have on uh, on the Mac Oh, come on. Help me out. Chat room. I don't know. The bubble alert. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like a bubble alert. Uh, I forget what it's called. Someone will know. So uh, that's tied into growl. That's what it is. Growl. So that's growl. Growl. So that's tied in. So that's tied into, you know, Skype. But I have it turned off for Skype. uh, But I have it turned on for Dropbox because sometimes during the show, someone will drop something in a public folder. I'll see the growl notification. It'll be a clip that I can use. So it's, you know, it's a part of the show. So for the entire Two weeks since uh, I dropped this in the box, every time I'm in front of my computer, I'll see the file Kids Activity Book has updated to the most recent version. I'm like, how can it do that? So what I've done, if you go to kidsactivity.curry.com, I've, I've put a copy of this PDF file there. Could you please download that? Anyone knows how this works. Is this thing phoning home? Is it, is, is it maybe uh, a virus? That's interesting. Yeah, it might be. Because if it's updating to, the, I mean, that means the file is changing for some reason. I'm not touching the file. No one else has access to Do that you have directory. An original copy that doesn't have any uh, internet I, access. I, no, I well, I literally moved this file. So now it's on S3. So if you go to uh, Kids Activity, one word dot curry dot com, uh, you can you can download the copy from there. Take a look at it. I mean, I have no idea uh, what's going on with that. But to to me, it felt like, wait a minute, this can't be, you know, it keeps updating and it keeps telling me that it's up. I've never seen this with any other file. So maybe it was a a honeypot or something. Well, it's, you know, I don't know what kind of uh, access control there is in a PDF file that might be uh, allow it to do this on its own. You know, you have a PDF file and every time you you launch it, it, it can call home perhaps and then update itself. Yeah, I that would be an access control uh, protocol. Yeah. It's possible it's built into PDFs. I had never heard of such a thing. Me neither. But but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So it's may- pretty cool if it does. Well, yeah, and then I'd like to know what it's have, doing. Like, we could send out a PDF file of, uh, you know, like a, yeah. all kinds of stuff and <laughs> yeah. just change it. Have it call home. Hey, now we can actually see all of our 10,000 listeners. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, this is a report that I know you caught. I think you might have even blogged about it on Dvorak.org slash blog. Um, 
This is definitely, uh, let me see if we can, uh, this would be this. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. So this was the report that all of a sudden is all over the news. He's tall, lanky, nice looking, and a third grade teacher who is now filling the spot formerly oh, held yeah. by Osama Jeez. bin Laden on the FBI's most wanted list. Eric Justin Toth is a former private school teacher and camp counselor accused of possessing and producing child porn. He's been on the run since 2008 when he was arrested after the sexual images were found on a school camera in his possession. Then he vanished. Now the FBI needs your help. Toth is 30 years old. This is very important because I, I thought about this for a long time and I went back and I listened to the I listened to the clip. I didn't watch. So the FBI needs your help. So the, there's a couple things. First of all, the fact that he's replaced bin Laden is a distraction. Uh, That's, and, and, and borderline crazy. Because bin Laden is, you know, we know that he's at the bottom of the ocean somewhere, right? So they take him off and, you know, they put this guy on the list. But they, but it's a distraction to to throw you off track. But now they're saying, we need your help. And said to be a computer and social engineering expert. Expert! He may be advertising online as a tutor or male nanny. And he's believed to have lived in Arizona in 2009 and visited all the states shown right there on our map. Now let's get in the FBI expert who will solidify what we need to do here. Joining us now, Kevin Perkins, the assistant director of the FBI's Criminal Investigative Division. So, Kevin, let's start with what more you can tell us about Toth. Yes, good morning, Kira. Thanks for having us today. It's very important that we utilize the public's ability to find Toth. Wait a minute. Is this the FBI I'm hearing speaking? The FBI can't. is very important. We can't. Now, by the way, he went missing rogue in 2008. This is four years ago. Now, it's very, very important. This kid pornographer, very important. We need the public, which means we don't actually need your help because we can drone anyone we want anywhere. We need you to be thinking about this guy in association with child pornography. Uh, Toth is a danger to society. The Whoa. allegations made against him in, his, in the charges that have been brought uh, are serious, and they're the type of charges that um, could get him uh, into a lot of trouble with our youth. Toth is a... Um, an individual that can blend. So the guy's making it up, clearly. He can get in a lot of trouble with that. What? What are you saying, douche? And then, as you mentioned, uh, he has been a camp counselor. He's been a school teacher. He's the type of... Uh, why don't you just throw it like a Boy Scout leader? Throw in a couple more things that can get people's mind occupied. ...person that... that will blend into society and that's why it's very important that the public take a close look at the photograph and try to try to see if they recognize this guy so this is a distraction john and i and it, it didn't take me long to figure it out okay i want to hear what you say and now let me mention add to your report there this one really blew my mind because i've never seen this with anybody i'm coming back from san francisco and i go past the clear channel cbs or one of the two uh, they have a uh, a giant uh, electronic sign billboard. Yes. You know, one of those yeah. L- LCD ones. And there's the guy's picture. Have you seen this man wanted? Yeah. FBI's most wanted. And I'm looking, what, what's this on the billboard off of Highway 80? From 2008, no less. Yeah, now what? what's the rush? The rush is we need to associate the public's mind with someone else Someone very dangerous, camp counselor, tutor, school teacher, a, na- a male nanny, also known as a manny. He's a manny, 
Uh, he's a Boy Scout leader. He's, uh, you know, he's a guitar uh, expert. I don't know. He's all these things. He is a child pornographer. Turns out Senator Grassley is starting up his investigations on the Pentagon. Here's the report from uh, a little over a year ago, which was big news. Anderson Pooper with Senator Grassley. And then it just went away. Senator Grassley, you were told that 5,200 Defense Department employees had allegedly purchased child porn, and yet you're saying only 3,500 of those names were cross-checked by a defense investigator to see if they were really DOD personnel. That's mind-boggling. Why weren't all of them cross-checked? Well, we don't have an answer to that question, but it's quite obvious that the other 1,700 should have been cross-checked, and that's one of the answers to my questions that I want answered, and uh, the implication of our question is they ought to be cross-checked. We ought to find out because we're talking about not just general pornography here. We're talking about child pornography, and child uh, pornography, taking that down, is a crime. Uh, and also, it's a, it, there's an added factor here, considering the fact that there's a lot of uh, secured information, national security information, that the world shouldn't know, that a lot of times uh, foreign operatives will use uh, this sort of criminal activity uh, to blackmail to get information. So there's a lot of things here that are involved uh, because it's a defense department issue as opposed to any other department of government. So Grassley is ramping up his uh, his investigation now. And uh, they did get one guy, but that news report didn't really work. They tried that a couple weeks ago. A retired U.S. Navy chief petty officer was arrested, uh, thrown in the brig 160 months in federal prison. Uh, for receiving child pornography, probably another patsy, but that didn't go anywhere. No one picked that news report up at all. But Grassley is getting the investigation going, and he's not stopping. He's saying, hey, you know, we need to know about this because, and it is, this is the entire problem. It's not just that they're, <clears throat> that they're child pornographer lovers, um, but you can be blackmailed. And there's 1,700 names that have not been vetted in the Pentagon. And I believe this is a preemptive strike to focus your mind on pedophiles or, or child pornographers and this crazy. I just pulled a guy out of the hat, out of the hat. So it's meant to distract you. Well, it's meant to distract you from what? From the Grassley investigation? Yes, of course. We don't, we don't want that to be on the news. We don't want the Pentagon people to be on the news. We want you to be thinking about the uh, the guy who's a camp counselor, and he could be anywhere in any of these I, states. I, 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 I'm not quite buying this because, I, I mean, it's possible, but I don't see the FBI. The, the FBI would have to then be in cahoots with the child Duh, pornographers in the no. Pentagon. Yeah, this is big, man. Dude. Dude. This is big. This is this seventeen hundred. There were fifty two hundred names. They they narrowed it down to seventeen hundred. I'm telling you, these child freaks. They're everywhere in the highest levels of government. I don't think there's that many of them in the Pentagon. But wow. oh ye, this, oh ye this ye is of- something fishy about this. And you have these pictures of the guy. If you look at his poster, uh, he's pretty much a chameleon. I mean, he looks to me like a. All right. He looks like all right. What? All right. All right. All right. All right, we'll see. Well, I mean, it's fishy. This guy should not be on. He, why is he the 10 most wanted? He's some douchebag, you know, <laughs> and there's tons of these guys. Like the way you say it, they're all over the place. 
And so why has this guy like been isolated? It makes no sense. Your argument can't be refuted on that basis. No. But on the other hand, it just seems a little far-fetched. All right. Well, that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. I believe there's some, there is something behind this guy, though. Eric Justin Toth. What kind of a name is that? Yeah, really. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Toth. Who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Eric Justin, a former private school teacher, is wanted for allegedly, and he's not even been accused of. It. He's allegedly, yeah, <laughs> allegedly, even better. It's not like he's a guy who's been con- found guilty, convicted, and he escaped jail. No, it's even better, isn't it? it right on the FBI <laughs> thing itself, it says that he's wanted for allegedly possessing child pornography in Washington D.C. It is alleged that in June yeah. of two thousand eight, images were found on a school camera. How do you? What's that mean? I guess it's like a what a little snapshot camera they had around yeah like that a, had been in toth's possession yeah that's hardly this is not much of a case no but they need a guy and then he's allegedly produced child pornography in maryland says who this is a phony deal and then i see it on the billboard okay so it maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong i think there's a tip of an iceberg situation here i don't think it's a distraction at all i think there's something going on all right all right we shall see well, the real distraction here in the United States of Gitmo Nation has just been it's been fantastic. The producers of the largest reality show ever, the GOP X Factor, um, they decided, uh, I guess somewhere they had a meeting and said, look, we got to kick someone off the island because it's boring and there's nothing happening. We need to ramp this up and get into the live shows. We need Romney versus Obama. So they conveniently forget that uh, Ron Paul is still running for the president, uh, Republican yeah. presidential nomination. <laughs> no, it's funny. So everywhere, everywhere, every station that pretends to have news says, well, that's all over now. It's now on to the general election. The race is on. The only station that I found was C-SPAN. Here's their 22nd report. Paul came out with a statement yesterday after Rick Santorum uh, suspended his campaign. He said, congratulations to the senator on running such a spirited campaign. Dr. Paul is now the last and real conservative alternative to Mitt Romney. We plan to continue running hard, secure delegates, and press the fight for limited constitutional government in Tampa. That's from the Ron Paul campaign. Here are some comments coming into us on Facebook uh, uh, regarding Rick Santorum, uh, regarding Santorum's decision. See, they couldn't even stick with it for 20 seconds. And now we over did. to Facebook where we have to talk about Santorum again. Someone made this guy a deal. Someone made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Because you, know, you remember Santorum, he was believing it. It was in his eyes. This guy believed he could do it. And you know, I, we forgot to mention when we talked about where the conventions are taking place that the Republican convention is in Florida. Ah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Santorum was in the groove. He thought he was had a shot. And, uh, you know, some people think that Foster Freeze told him to stop. And I said, we're not who, giving you any who? more money. We did the calculations. Who, not going to work. That, who said Foster what? Foster Freeze is his number one benefactor. Oh, oh. No, and, no, no. Yeah. Someone made someone did either threatened him, which I think is likely. I don't think he was that close to winning anything, but it's possible. Well, the ratings were just everyone's suffering, you know, and we needed a new a new race and now we can continue and now we've got uh, that that horse face and Romney. I'm sorry, the first horse face of America. 
uh, she's all over and she's tweeting Ooh. and oh, it's just oh, they, oh, and Ro- Romney's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she said, you know, like, oh, I was at I, I, I was at home, and uh, who was it? Uh, some woman said she's never worked a day in her life, and it's just it's, it's uh. <laughs> so. You know, uh, well, uh, let me play this first. So there was one local station who actually they have a, a little segment called Reality Check, and they did do a, a decent job of saying, hey, you know, th- th- there's all kinds of possible. I mean, hey, Romney could fall over dead tomorrow. Anything can happen. There's, you know, there's still half a year to go before the before the uh the convention anything could happen so it's not over over and over for the next few weeks is how by santorum dropping out romney is guaranteed the nomination but is that true look it's anyone's guess as to where all these delegates will go but consider this in the south alabama mississippi tennessee those delegates very well may go to former speaker newt gingrich who says he's not leaving the race but because those are bound states the delegates could only vote for gingrich in the second round in states like Colorado, Nevada, Minnesota, Missouri, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Kansas, because the delegates are unbound, removing Santorum from the mix will likely help Congressman Paul wrap up more delegates. Then again, it could help Governor Romney wrap up the nomination if the delegates move that way. Ultimately, though, we don't know what will happen yet because we don't know who these delegates are. What we do know, there's a lot of race left with a whole new dynamic. <coughs> Now that's a proper report, and you know I agree. I agree. That Romney could come out and say, "I'm a I'm a scruncher," and half the country goes, "Oh no, he's a scruncher." Yeah, anything could happen. The guy could trip up, and anything could go wrong. And he's not the nominee until he's the nominee. But now everyone is just you know the just it makes me sad, sad. But I got very happy when I saw uh. Bobcat Goldwaite's new movie. <laughs> We didn't it, talk about this yet. We talked about it. I have two clips from the movie because it's uh, available on uh, the way he's done it. Interesting. He's uh, made it available on uh, Netflix and Amazon first, and then he's going into theatrical release. And I hope for Bobcat that this movie does phenomenally well. It is a great movie. It's called God Bless America. Alert, alert. Now, because he did it this way, it's already on the torrent sites. Please don't download it from the torrent or, you know, if you do for your own copy, watch it, pay for it. You know, you pay, you pay a couple bucks on Amazon or whatever, pay, help the guy out. So the premise of this movie is, and, and the actor's good. I forget his name. He's a, a known actor, but not that well known, obviously. And, uh, he, he's uh, divorced and he's watching TV and he's seeing nothing but crap. You know, the kind of stuff that, that we sit in our underwear going like, Oh my God, I can't believe this is America. And uh, the kind of a thread throughout the whole thing is the show called American Superstar, which is a total ripoff of American Idol. It even has the kind of the same logo. And there's some moron who can't sing. And, you know, then he becomes like, you know, the laughing stock and you know, exactly like what's happening with Idol and with the uh, America's Got Talent and all this stuff. And, you know, he's made fun of and it's just the whole the Kardashians, everyone. He's just freaking out about how idiotic and all people can talk about is Angelina Jolie. He's like, what has become of our country? And then he finds out he has a brain tumor. So he decides after deciding not to kill himself, he's just going to you know, go. First, he decides to kill himself. Then he sees something on the t- television that changes his mind. Why should I kill myself when I can kill this person who is just annoying? So he and then he hooks up with this uh, young girl. And they go on a killing spree, essentially. I'm not going to tell you how the rest of the movie goes, but I did pull two clips 
Um, so you actually rented the movie and watched the whole thing? I sure did. Oh, good for you. And uh, it's a short one. It's like an hour and 40 minutes. And it's the special effects, which is mainly blood, are good. Because <laughs> <laughs> just people getting shot up. It's, if you like guns, you'll like this. It's just funny. It's just shooting everybody. Um, here's the, uh, two monologues. Here he is at his office. And he's talking to some douchebag uh, who's in the cubicle next to him. I mean, nobody talks about anything anymore. They just regurgitate everything they see on TV or hear on the radio or watch on the web. When was the last time you had a real conversation with someone without somebody texting or looking at a screen or a monitor over your head? You know, a conversation about something that wasn't uh, celebrities, gossip, sports, or pop politics. You know, there's something something important or something personal. You so, know what? So that's the, uh, that's the first bit there. And I was like, yeah, that hits my buttons. That's exactly true. And here's the second one. Or, or that we're supposed to support their freedom of speech when they don't give a fuck about yours or mine. So you're against freedom of speech now. That's in the Bill of Rights, man. <laughs> I would defend their freedom of speech if I thought it was in jeopardy. I would defend their freedom of speech to tell uninspired, bigoted, blowjob, gay-bashing, racist, and rape jokes all under the guise of being edgy. But that's not the edge. That's what sells. They couldn't possibly pander any harder or be more commercially mainstream. Because this is the, oh no, you didn't say that generation, where a shocking comment has more weight than the truth. No one has any shame anymore, and we're, we're supposed to celebrate it. I saw a woman throw a used tampon at another woman last night on network television. A network that bills itself as today's woman's channel. Kids beat each other blind and post it on YouTube. I mean, do you remember when eating rats and maggots on Survivor was shocking? <laughs> it all seems so quaint now. I'm sure the girls from Two Girls, One Cup are going to have their own dating show on VH1 any day now. I mean, why have a civilization anymore if we no longer are interested in being civilized? So that kind of sets it up for you. It's an outstanding movie. Uh, and just keep your guns locked up uh, while you're watching it because you kind of get <laughs> kind of gives you an idea to go out and just shoot everybody. Very, very good movie. That's our movie review for this month. It certainly is. I don't often give one, but that is that is the one I'd suggest you go and take a look, particularly because, uh, you know, Bobcat's not a very well-known guy as a director, uh, as far as well, I he's know. He's done a few movies. He did his first movie, I think, was Shakes the Clown, which was a uh, another a, a kind of an interesting, edgy movie about a drunken clown. And then he did a movie that I don't think has ever gotten into release, which was, uh, it's called The Dog or something like that. It, it's just probably on, I have to look at his his, his list of films. Which is the one he could never get, uh, let's see, Sleeping, I think Sleeping Dog Lie. Let Sleeping Dogs oh, Lie. Oh, right, right, right. And he did, uh, and, it's a, and the movie starts off with, this, with the girl at the table, uh, the daughter in the, ta- in the family dinner, talking about how she jacked off the dog. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and it goes from there. So that movie didn't get a lot of legs with Hollywood. They didn't, weren't going to, dis- so he got no distribution. <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> So, so, so the guy needs some help. So uh, go buy his movie. You can always download the torrent later, but go go buy his movie. Uh, speaking of Hollywood, uh, for a second there, John. Another tale of the Hollywood Whackers. Red Book prediction. 
Okay, we got the red book in front of me. Remember, you want to know who's next? Madonna. Oh, Madonna, you think so? Yep. What makes you think so? Her latest album, MDNA, had the second biggest had the biggest second week drop in chart history. Fell from number one down eighty eight percent. Only sold forty six thousand copies in the second week. She's over. She's done with. She's toast. She's worth more dead than alive. It's time for her to go. So I hate to say it because I I still kind of have a soft spot for her, but I think she's next on the list. And these things always come in threes. So your your yeah your your basic thesis here is that if you're worth more dead than alive, than alive you might as then well you're going to be dead exactly. So you don't want to be worth more dead than no, alive. No. Ever. No, no. That is my advice from the Curry Devorak Consulting Group. If you are in Hollywood, never, ever, ever be worth more dead than alive because uh, that's what will happen to you. So that is my prediction for uh, Maddie. Not feeling too good about it, but that's it's what it is. It's what it yeah, is. it's a long shot. Uh, write it down, man. I wrote it down and I highlighted it. That's what I do. I'm, and, and of course, if I could really go on a limb, I could tell you how. Because, you know, she's a fitness buff, so it's not... It, you know, it could be like... Heart attack doesn't make sense for women, but they're so brazen that they might even pull that one off. Uh, but the whole thing being MDNA, as with to take off an, on MDMA, you know, maybe it'll be some kind of drug right. overdose uh, or something. Plane wreck. I, that's that was that's the only thing I can think is appropriate for her is a, a plane crash in uh, somewhere in Africa. Malawi. Oh yeah, no, Mal- it has to be a plane Malawi. wreck someplace. In how about Malawi. how about in Mali or Malawi? Well, Malawi, that's where she got she buys her kids. So how about yeah. uh, Al Qaeda shoots down her plane in Malawi hmm. with a stinger? Well, actually, it would be the Al Shabab. Well, keep it up to date. I don't yeah, think Al Qaeda's got the got the chops <laughs> Al Shabab. <laughs> El Shabab. <laughs> El Shabab. Yeah. Let me see. Um well, we're on that for a second. Yemen heating up with uh, Al Qaeda claiming credit for two gas pipeline attacks. US response kills twelve with a drone strike. Yeah. And of course, if you just Google then Yemen, China. Soko International this week said it had agreed to sell its operations in Yemen to China's Sinoshem Petroleum Limited for $465 million. So uh, looks like they need to blow up some pipelines, get the Chiners out. That's what it's all about. Pakistan. They are, um, you know, we have a real problem with Pakistan. Uh, because Pakistan, we need that pipeline to go through Pakistan to get to India. This is the uh, uh, the Tappy pipeline. So the news comes out, major breakthrough. The Indian oil ministry official said, you know, we're going to sweeten the pot a little bit, and we're going to give a, a bigger transit fee to Pakistan. So they'll get 20% more gas from the pipeline. But in the news, you know, we remember we had the guy all of a sudden, uh, guy we have nothing on. He's on the, uh, what is it, the friends and family list of the Department of uh, the State Department. Yeah, for stock. Yeah, no, he's uh, $10 million. 
What's the name of that list again? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we need to put into the mind of our people uh, through the media, Pakistan bad. Pakistan is so bad that they knew bin Laden was in Abbottabad. And how are they going to do it? Well, just bring out the bitches. They were the wives of the world's most wanted terrorists. And now for the first time, uh, we're seeing images of Osama bin Laden's widows and children currently under house detention in Pakistan. Our senior international correspondent, Nick Robertson, is in London. Let me just say something about Nick Robertson, for those of you who may have forgotten. Nick Robertson is now the senior correspondent. He was the satellite operator for Wolf Blitzer during Gulf War One. He literally uh, focused the dish and twiddled the knobs, and now he's the senior correspondent. The guy is not a journalist. He's a compromised shill. He's got new video of the notorious family. Nick, when you first saw this video and you were there in about about all of our viewers remember, what jumped out at you? What jumped out, John? What jumped out? Yeah, what jumped out at you when you saw I these? Know. I don't know anything jumped out. Abadabad is what I like to say, though. Abadabad. Abadabad. Well, the fact that the women, the, the mothers of these children, seem more intent on praying than they are paying attention to their children. Uh, one ah, of them is reading horrible. a Quran, and a child seems to come up to her, want some attention. And yeah, she, go away, kid. I'm reading the Quran here. He indicates for it to, to move away, kept in very, very spartan conditions there by the Pakistani authorities. They're literally in a, in a, like a jail cell with a mask. Mattress and a bunch of kids with a stick. And it's like, this is this is a horrible, horrible dehumanizing uh, situation they put these women in. The children have some toys. The interior minister said that he even gave them a television stick. in that house where they were being held before the trial. But uh, this appears to be um, very, very conservative women. They're covered head to toe. This okay, now listen to how he's going to spin it. It's exactly what you would expect uh, the type of woman to be married to Osama bin Laden. Uh, somebody who would have stuck out had they set out, set foot outside that compound in a battle. Yeah, that's the whole point. So they're saying these women and they're head to toe in uh, Habibs, whatever, burkas. That's a whole outfit. It's not a burqa. It's a different. There's a name for it, but it's a complete black covering, head to toe. And they are everywhere in the Middle East. If anyone's ever been anywhere in the Middle East, and I'm assuming if you look at photos of Pakistan, you'll see them there, too. This is not standing out. They would have stuck out like a sore thumb, John. Because they, they were only reading they the Quran. They would have stuck out like a sore thumb at a, at a Rolling Stones concert, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so that's the entire um, purpose of this report, is to say the Pakistanis, they knew. Has anyone given anyone a, a really good explanation for that? Because a lot of experts doubt the Pakistani line. Although when I spoke to Peter Bergen last week, he's, he's not convinced they necessarily knew. Well, certainly some Pakistanis uh, would have known, but uh, what level were they inside the intelligence services or were they even anything to do with the intelligence services? That's uh, impossible for us to make a a judgment. And there certainly are people or would have been people right after 9-11 who would have been sympathetic to Osama bin Laden in Pakistan. But the bottom line is we don't have a concrete answer on that, Wolf. Yeah, but we want to make sure you think that the Pakistanis knew. So there's a lot of stuff going on with Pakistan. We are not being friendly to them right now because they suck. And that's what that's about. I'm looking at, uh, I decided to go to Google and just look up uh, various (laughs) Pakistan images in religious areas. I've got 
pick when I get about a third of the way down, here's a couple of women in that outfit just casually picked out and mm-hmm. just there's just random photos on Google mm-hmm. and that outfit is here, it's there, it's the yeah. it would not be unusual to see it. And you know in London when you see, you see it in London, you see lots of women, but you know what they're wearing underneath that? The most expensive, sexy lingerie you can imagine. No. They are, they are complete. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, cause you see them going to Harrods and they go straight to the lingerie department and they are buying some amazingly hot stuff. If you get that word out, you're going to have a bunch of punk kids just pull the outfit off. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good way to get around in London. Yeah. That'll uh. work. And then I'll uh, quit my uh, pipeline uh, conversation with yet another movie. Uh, as you know, uh, it's very important. To, well, uh, Lucifer. Oh, wait a minute. I actually have to play the clippity clop jingle. Hold on a second. Because Lucifer is uh, ramping things up for Burma. Let me give you her announcement. Here is uh, Lucifer. It's clippity clop. The message is clear. Just clippity clop. <laughs> So she's greasing the wheels for everyone to go into Burma. We're gonna, have, you know, we got to kick out the Chiners there and bring all the big uh, Western oil companies in. How does she do it? Well, Thank you all very much, and uh, you are in for such a treat. Uh, this um, this is a terrific movie, uh, one that I had the great privilege of uh, watching uh, on my way to Burma. What a life! She's on the plane. Hey, Hill. Time to watch a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Put it on the big screen. Uh, but Is there any more as- caviar? Is there any more caviar? Did you get some more champagne? Where are the blinis? Hey, what, Where, where's my blinis? Drink in California, sparkling wine. I want champagne. This is crap. What are you giving me? Horse, pi- horse piss? Michael just said uh, movies have such a powerful voice mm-hmm. in our culture, in every culture. Uh, and it is uh, both exciting and profoundly moving that filmmakers use it uh, to uh, uh, do more than just entertain. Oh, although really? entertainment is a very important part of the human experience. So it's very interesting. So really, so this is more than just entertaining. You mean it's education for us so we can all understand? But the kind of educational and inspirational Inspiration. uh, mission that Michael referred to is... Uh, very important uh, in today's world, and uh, this film uh, portrays a woman whose story uh, needs to be in theaters and living rooms across the world. Yes. Uh, I want to thank Chris Dodd for sponsoring oh. the showing here uh, tonight. Hell yeah. Uh, and I just really wanted to come by to underscore how important uh, this moment in the history of uh, Aung San Suu Kyi and Burma happened to be. <laughs> this is the film The Lady. Oh, it's the one about that woman. In yeah, Burma. the one that she kissed. That has got to be dull. Aung San Suu Kyi, as she becomes the core of Burma's democracy movement. So we're moving on, uh, on Burma. We're getting it all set up. It's going to be a great, you know, they've joined the community of democracies. So that, uh, and we, we reported on this, Shell, BP, Everyone's ready to rock and go in and take over in Burma, also known as Myanmar. I like the name Burma better. They're going to go back to it. You watch. They, well, clearly they're, uh, they're because it's back. easier yeah. to sell, you know, tourism to Burma than Myanmar. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think it's a beautiful thing. 
So I, I did, before we go to the, the donation segment, which is coming up, uh, I did, uh, I thought I was going to get something cool from uh, the I, the head of the IRS was on, on C-SPAN. Oh, there goes my phone. Yeah. And uh, he, um, oh, I have to go kill this phone. Hang on a second. All right. Go take it off the hook. For those of you new to the program, uh, John actually has a phone he can take off the hook. So you get a busy signal when you uh, call his uh, headquarters there in Abbottabad. Are you back? No, maybe he didn't take it off the hook. Maybe he's actually talking to someone. No, it's another one of those uh, sales calls. That's all I get. Yeah, like, yeah like, I hear you. I know, off the hook. So anyway, I'm expecting to get some good information because tax day is coming up along with our 400th anniversary. <laughs> yeah, it's and, the same day. Go yeah. figure. Uh-huh. So I figured I'm going to get some good uh, information from this guy. So let's play the IRS guy at the National Press Club. There are hundreds of thousands of undocumented, documented, undocumented aliens in the USA. They are taking advantage of all available social amenities. Is the IRS doing anything to collect taxes from these documented, undocumented aliens? <laughs> you know, it's a great, it's a great question. Oh, that's way no, too It's not a great a question. This is not a great question. Oh, so I figured that. Let's give it. Let's go to. He's got a, another one here. Let's get to this one. What is the agency doing to combat identity theft? That's a great question. No, oh. no, no. <laughs> That's not a great question. Uh, not only that. Question. <laughs> expected question. It's not a great question. What is with the documented you can't answer? You know, it's just something you'd have to think about. You'd have to get back to him on. Oh, so never mind. Let's just go to donations. Oh, my God. But just let me ask you one question. What is a documented, undocumented alien? A documented, undocumented alien. It means he's <laughs> he's illegally in here, but he's and we he's know got, it. There's some sort of a deal you make with the IRS that you can pay taxes, and so you're kind of documented, but uh, you're not documented. It's oh, crazy. Oh, that's great. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a few people to thank for this show, 399, leading up to show 400, which will be on Sunday. William Che in Douglaston, New York, 168.88. He's the one who sent us a note about the pronunciation of uh, Huntsman and the douchebag thing. Oh, yeah. He says, after hearing my Huntsman karma should be used for idiots, remark, (laughs) turned red back on me on show 398, I feel I sounded really harsh. I'm sorry if anyone listening was put off or annoyed by that. So here's another $168.88 for my peace of mind and to save face. Can I have a Huntsman douchebag shot for myself for being an idiot? Yeah, you bet. Douchebag. Now, this, this, the plot thickens with, with uh, William here. Also, a clarification. Huntsman's pronunciation was pretty good. It was Adam's attempt to say those words that hurt my ears. <laughs> oh. Huntsman actually has a Taiwanese Mandarin accent, uh, which is atypical to the mainlander's Beijing accent. Hmm? Well, now it's my fault. Yeah, apparently. What, what did I do wrong? I don't know. You should give yourself a douchebag. Well, let me just do tapu atada tada ching ching. Tapu tali ao jie jie ge ching ching. Tapu al tali la da 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 ching ching. Tapu tali ao jie jie ge ching ching. I think I'm pretty good. So we have a, 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 a from Prague, actually, oh. in the Czech Republic, $133.31. Came in over the mail with no note. 
but it's and it, and it, it was from Atta Kudaberdiev, I think. And it, this could be a company too. I don't know. Maybe he'll send us an email and explain who he is. Hey, is uh, that is that where the CZ handguns come from? I don't know. Maybe from the Czech Republic. Like well, CZ shadow? is what that means. CZ CZ. Think Could so. be. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. CZ75 Shadow. Someone recommended that to me. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Well, it's an expensive hobby to become a gun collector. <laughs> I, I, Let me I just tell you. The bullets yeah. on those better guns is expensive. Andrew uh, Lemonsani in uh, Parts Unknown, $101.50. Started listening to the show about a year ago, about the time he walked out on a job he loathed. Ooh. Spent the next eight months under or underemployed. Uh, hiking in the mountains, listening to the show, defaulting on my credit cards, borrowing from my father. It's one of our classic listeners. Classic, yeah. Welcome. Needless to say, I learned a lot in this time. I eventually landed not one, but two jobs, and now I find myself increasingly busy. Opportunity is suddenly everywhere. I have some extra cash. It's because he's been listening to the show, and although I should pay my father back, it is also time I start the long road to knighthood. I've enclosed double dimes on the nickel, a $101.50, double dimes on the nickel, Good donation for the dyslexic value for value. My friends, uh, you should know that I'm not a sys admin. I am a lowly server in a restaurant. Oh, right Nobody on. Nobody wants to hire someone smart enough to have a degree in English, but dumb enough to major in the arts. My work did afford me an interesting opportunity to be a, lo- be a local food critic. And no, hit to, people hit, in the mouth to hit, hit a local food critic in the mouth. So she hit, he hit the local. Oh, I'm sorry. What am I reading here? <laughs> He hit the local food critic in the mouth while she was a local was a woman, <laughs> sat with her husband. The endeavor, the endeavor garnered smiles and a nice tip to boot. Fuck Monsanto. <laughs> what is this, this guy? Why does he just drop that bomb? <laughs> anyway. Because okay, he's on. serving GMO snacks all day. That's why. <laughs> all right. Onward. Uh, Sir Peter Snakes. Peter Snakes. In Amsterdam, sixty nine ninety six. So maybe we broke our record here. From Sir Pete, P eight, a sexy, a sexy palindrome Sir, Sir donation Pate. in the general direction of knighthood. Also worth a jaw harp, an ocarina, official referee whistle, cow and dove call whistle. Use at own discretion. He needs an in the morning to his nephew. Uh, in the morning. And as for those other things, we haven't really got any of those. And he doesn't mention that. Oh, you got yours. That's, you want to jam? Uh, want maybe jam? later. <laughs> it's annoying. You're right. It sucks. Gregory Alley. Wait a minute. Wait, let me finish. We are happy no agenda slaves. Exactly. I'd recognize that song anywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even on the slide whistle. <laughs> Gregory Malleus in Lidditz, Pennsylvania, sixty nine, sixty nine. The the the, the uh, trend continues. Uh, the streak continues. I've been a boner for far too long. He says, "Please de douche me and send birthday karma his way." We'll put you on the list. And he was born in nineteen eighty four, the year of Orwell, on Friday the thirteenth. Since my birthday this year again falls on Friday the 13th, I thought that a donation to the best podcast in the universe would be a best way to celebrate. Thank you very much. You've been de-douched. Jake Davis in Honolulu, 6969, as we continue with that uh, little uh, 
thread. I'm a supply officer on a submarine out of Pearl Harbor, and I've been listening to the podcast since show 200. Wow. I'd like to thank you guys for keeping me sane on our last deployment. Oh, wow. That's what they listen to underwater, <laughs> huh? That's All cool. All ships at sea. <laughs> During port calls, I would download months of the podcast at a time and listen to them as we were under the water. Wow. Last month, I introduced my brother Topher to the show, and ever since, uh, he's been saying he's going to donate in my name. I think to shame me from being a long-time listener without donating a whole lot. I've made a small feud, small ones along the way. Anyway, I'd like to beat him to the punch and make my own donation. Please give Topher some karma as he just found out he's got a human resource on the way and I could use some karma too as my smoking hot wife and I are trying to get another human resource before I deploy again. Oh, well, you can always, good work. You can always uh, ask the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group to come in and uh, help you out there. You know, we Maybe are. stay in his guest room if we're ever in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got karma. So now we can say to all ships at and undersea. Yeah, to all ships undersea. <laughs> uh, Brian Burgett in Parts Unknown 6969. I think that's Sir Ryan. Uh, didn't he become a Sir Ryan? I think so. I said Brian, too. Yeah. Ooh. I, I mean, do, do I, we have a mail from him? What? You're not getting, you, you, you know, yeah, I got one bit. <laughs> I knew you would get pissed off. <laughs> one bit. But I can actually bit. play a song. Playing a song is not the same as uh, accompaniment. Well, I just want to jam with you, man. Yeah, we'll think about it. Anyway, 6969, Thomas Kilbride in Waco. Texas, which is right up the street from you, 6666. Uh, Derby Dyke in Tucson, Arizona, $60. Uh, Mary D in uh, 5510, double equals on the dime. Last time donated, she asked her job, Carmen, no surprise. Here, it worked. So I'm donating the first bonus from my new job. I also want to share my Gardasil story. A few years back, I was at my yearly visit to the vagina doctor, <laughs> and she asked if I had had the shot. I told her no, and I wasn't interested. I'm married, and it's my understanding that it was more of a, for ladies with multiple partners. Her reply, you never know your husband could cheat on you or you could be raped. Oh, my goodness. Really? That was the first and last time I saw her. Wow. Is there any way you can play the Michelle Obama clip from the Christmas inviting the child on stage? Come up here. Yes, hold on a it's second. It's become a common phrase at our home, and our cats love it. Here we go. Yes, here's a little one. You come on up. Ah, you cursed brat. Look what you've done. I'm melting. Melting. Oh, look out. Look out. <laughs> By your command. It's a classic. Hey, that's a great story. Thank you. I, I can't believe it. And you're right on. I, you can believe tell it. Tell that doctor to go to hell. You yeah, could, really. you, your husband could cheat on you. What a horrible thing to say. Yeah, and I could kick you in the teeth. Just an idea. Kyle Kinzel in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Double nickels on the dime. Please douchebag the boners and give karma to the donors. Okay. Also, as someone who has a music degree, I can say with certainty that the slide whistle is awesome. <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> You've got karma. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not playing mine anymore. I'm afraid now because no, you know, no. We're gonna play the. the, the I, I've got a moment where we can play it. Oh, really? Somebody, I think, wanted a. We can play uh, it together. I don't know if it came in on the notes or not. Can we play together? No, if somebody wanted a hit at the end, and I don't have it on this list. A, a hit song. They wanted, you mean? A, they wanted a karma with a slide whistle stinger. 
And I, I sent it, I think I sent it over to JC. I don't, I don't know think I have it. We may have to do that on Sunday. Slide I just want to play a song. I want to play a song. I want to jam. Wanna... Can you do a Jumpin' Jack Flash? No. Uh, Mar- uh, onward. Max, <laughs> Maxwell Roberts in Crown Point, Indiana. Uh, Messrs. Dvorak and Curry. I forgot to include my note with my double nickel on the dime donation. I'd like a double D douching for Scott McLaughlin. He's now a donor, not a boner. And Prime Minister Harper for all the great things he's doing in Canada, like actually passing a budget on time. Good stuff. Okay, D douching. You've been D douched. Not sure everyone agrees with the Harper, but okay. I'm sure everybody doesn't. Uh, Alexander Walter, Lenexa, Kansas, $50. Um, Alf Morgan, John and Adam, I'm writing, request, I'm writing to request, do that again. I'm, I'm writing to request a correction to a recent bookkeeping error in show 391. My wife, Stacy, sent in $200 to the show on behalf of my three children so I could be an executive producer on my birthday. Unfortunately, you recorded Stacy as the executive oh, no. producer. Indicates she was birthday wishes to her father. <laughs> uh, this did provide for some great who's your daddy jokes during the next weekend. Please credit the money to me so I can someday reach my goal. Yeah, you, you know, you do your own bookkeeping and, and you get the credit. So I like, I like it. You just see his wife walking around like, who's your daddy? That's funny. He's submitting this remittance as a wedding present. Please send out some wedding karma to my friend Brooke and her fiance, Jason, who will be married this Saturday. Wish them all the best as they start a new life together. And it sounds like she'll need the karmic help to keep her douchebag father from making a scene at the ceremony. Hail the foot. You've got karma. I'm assuming the douchebag father does not listen to our show. George Scanlon, Carpentersville, Illinois, $50. Tristan Wilson Kerrigan from Patbury, Western Australia, $50. Alan Levine for Congress Committee. He's our our would-be congressman in the White House connection to the show. Um, I I know, as promised, you may not know, but I suspect you do, as you have similar problems, but raising money for a campaign is very difficult, so any help to channel your listeners to the campaign website and donates really appreciate it. I'm serious. If I'm elected, I'll remember my friends. What's his website again? I think it's alanlevineforcongress.com. Yeah, I believe so. But if you Google Alan, A-L-L-A-N-L-E-V-E-N-E, if you Google him, you'll find it. Gert van Tripp. Gert van Tripp. Gert van Tripp. $50. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that closes the donation segment for show uh, 3991. Thank everybody for helping us. And go to noagendashow.com, noagendanation.com, dvork.org slash NA, and channeldvork.com slash NA to continue to support us in our efforts. Yes, and of course, we have the big uh, 400 show coming up on uh, Sunday. I'm sure a lot of people holding back for that. And we have the 404 show coming up uh, right after that. <clears throat> Not to, uh, well, you should definitely remember the 420 show. So we've got And that. there's another one, a lot of four <laughs> things. Somebody mentioned that we should do a 411 celebration. Oh, we're an informational show. Yeah, wow. Are we doing a 400.5? Is that uh, something you want to do? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I mean, I'd like to. I don't know how many people are interested. The 200.5 show, people can still listen to that. Let me think about it. Well, yeah, we, what we should do is the two of us should listen to 200.5 and see what's changed. Why don't we, we can listen to the show and then comment on it and record I that. I was thinking that exact same thing, old fashioned, you know, radio stuff, you know, it's like a yeah. clip show. Yeah, like the Muppets, like those two yeah, old hey, Muppet dudes. Let's, let's, let's listen to ourselves talk. And then maybe throw in a one-liner once in a while. I love it. Dvorak.org slash N-A. It's your birthday, birthday. On No Agenda.
get to fit it in once in a while. Uh, John Johnson Jr.'s fiance, happy birthday. Bruce Salkowitz congratulates his wife. She celebrates on the 16th. Paul Boyer turns 42 today. And Gregory Malius, Malius, he turns 28 on the 13th. Happy birthday from all your buddies here at the best podcast in the universe. It's and we have a couple of nights today, John. As uh, you know, uh, people are getting in. They want to have a ring. We'll be uh, suspending the ring campaign uh, at the end of the year. And uh, there will be a new uh, recognition that we send out to everybody. A tribute. Uh, a tribute? Is that what it is? Well, I don't know what it is. It's a little, you know, well, it's kind of a tribute. It'll I be guess. a thing. Yeah, it'll be a nice thing. So we're going to come up with a new beautiful item that you can uh, wear on your person. Uh, and of course, the Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable, uh, they uh, they will continue. And it's very important. Our Knights are the ones that actually keep us going in the leaner times. So if you can uh, grab your blade there for a second. Jules van der Meer, David Rudolf Bucker, and Kathy Simonich. Step forward, please. All three of you have donated to the No Agenda podcast. In the amount of $1,000 or more, we highly appreciate that. And therefore, we in- induct you into the Knights of the No Agenda Roundtable. So I hereby pronounce thee, Sir Jules, Sir Daffet, and Dame Kathy, all knights and a dame of the No Agenda Roundtable, hookers and blow, rent boys and chardonnay, wenches and beer, and hot pants and booze. For you. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, this, is the, this is the model that we've chosen. Um... And uh, it's interesting to see how the model is uh, morphing a little bit as times get tougher. People sending us uh, coins, uh, silver and gold coins, people sending us food. It's all appreciated. And thanks again to HealthySurprise.com. Joe over there sent us uh, a nice box of uh, healthy, gluten-free, vegan snacks. Tasty. <laughs> you know, these things are funny. We've actually done a... Uh now, normally when you're doing these social shows, you don't accept food. It's not really a good policy. But these are yeah, because you don't want to eat it stuff. because you know you might die from what someone puts in it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we know this guy, so we're we're no problem. So I, immediately, there's a big thing of it's interesting because there's a whole subculture of snack makers mm-hmm. that are out of the mainstream and they make snacks for these, you know. I guess I don't know these little small uh, stores and ve- vegan vegan places mm-hmm. uh, like this one, Kaya Foods, that make this. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a whole industry. Absolutely, bag of alive and radiant kale crunch, which I can assure you is not edible. <laughs> Mickey loves the kale. No, Miss Mickey digs the kale, man. Well, there's you. Know, we had. Uh, Somebody at the I, I took the bag of kale chips, which is in the last batch, which would, to me was like eating lawn clippings. <laughs> and I took it to the office, and everybody, except one person, that the vegan vegan there. I think something goes wrong with your brain. The vegan loved it, loved the stuff. But I think she may have just been putting it on. There is one thing in this box that is outstanding: the chocolate. I haven't had the chocolate yet. Oh. It's this Samba ninety nine kupu. Kapuasu antioxidant bar. It's a, shaped like a triangle. When you take it out of the box, if you have it there, it looks like I a don't. gob of uh, goo. <laughs> and it's organic kapuasu pulp, uh, some Brazil nuts, and some cane sugar. 
It's absolutely fantastic. You have, you can't eat the whole thing. You can cut it up into like four pieces. It's very tasty. Mm. I would I would eat this. I'll have it right after the show. If Mickey okay, hasn't already it. scarfed it. You're good. No, there's two of them in there. Oh, good. Well, Miss Mickey so get loves. Lucky. She when the box arrives, she's like, oh. She's <laughs> so, so we got. Yeah. I'm looking at some of our back. Uh, we have we've been taking notes and giving stars. Oh, with to, the Dvorak uh, family there. Yep, the oh. whole group. Uh, we and the ones we really like so far are uh, the wasabi roasted seaweed snacks from Annie Chun. They're five stars or six. Also, we put Wow behind Mrs. Mag- May's pineapple, which is I'm just pineapple. Pieces. Can you? Can, I, can, I think you can keep this stuff forever, right? For the nuclear holocaust, we can. It keep looks it. like it. It's from the looks of it. Yeah, yeah, it looks radiation proof. <laughs> There's someone in the chat room going like, "No ads, my ass! These guys are doing a commercial." Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah Raw Evolution's another one of these brands. Apple raisin cookies. And it's like, uh, I, I'm sure this is a, yeah, this is a commercial. Yeah. This stuff I'm guaranteeing is not edible. <laughs> well, <clears throat> hey, um, have you checked the new, you have a subscription, I believe. Have you checked the New York Times? Uh, is Syria in the news, John? Well, let's grab today's paper. Yeah, why don't you take a look at the. I got uh, the front page right in front of me. Okay. Okay, what do you think would be... Well, here, let's do an Ask Adam. I'm going to ask you to guess what the top headline is. Uh, do you want to do the Ask Adam jingle, or should I just... Yeah, uh, give it the jingle. Okay, let's get an Ask Adam jingle out here. Ask Adam. Ask Adam. Ask Adam. Ask Adam. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> Could have made that shorter. What do I think yes. the headline is? Top headline with photo scrawled across the very top of that paper. Um, Assad deadline approaches. Syria on the hook. Prosecutor files charge of second degree murder and shooting of Martin. <laughs> All right. Is there any is a picture there, of the family? Huge picture. Is there something below the fold? Below, well, uh, also above the fold is Amazon to cut ebook prices. Damn. New options. Few options as North Korea nears launching. Wealthy group seeks to reform election giving. And now below the fold, we've got Romney taking steps to narrow his gender gap. I think if he zipped up, it would help. (laughs) Britain in Chinese scandal from Harrow to mysterious victim. There is nothing on Syria. I'm going. I'm going. Now they have the little blurbs at the very bottom, just above the Conrad Hotel uh, advertisement on the front page. International, A4 to 10. Deadline near for Syria. A ceasefire fire is scheduled to take place soon in Syria, but diplomats are already looking at backup options and the role that Russia may play in them. And also then the next one is antibiotics and livestock. First Algerian president dies, which is oh. probably something. Mm, I Drug seen that maker one. fined $1.2 billion. Yeah. So let me... Uh, so. Something is happening with Syria. Well, let me look on page A4 and see what it says here. Okay, so there's two things going on. The first one is, uh, here's the 30-second clip, which is extremely important. Walking a fine line as tens of thousands of refugees have crossed the Syrian border into Turkey. Keeping the peace here has not been easy. And now the violence has spilled over 
Syrian gunfire reaching across the border and into a refugee camp as government forces pursued fleeing members of the Free Syrian Army. Turkey started talking of setting up a buffer zone to ensure the security of its southern border and to protect civilians fleeing from violence in Syria. This also raised serious concerns that that could undermine diplomatic efforts to end the conflict by setting the stage for fully-fledged foreign military intervention. So Turkey, of course, is the country where the Friends of Syria, or actually the new branding Friends of the Syrian People, um, multi-party talks were held. Uh, So Turkey is extremely important. And when they say they're setting up a buffer zone, I've looked at the map. So Syria and Turkey border on each other. Uh, Guess which side the buffer zone is on. It's not. It's on the Syrian side. Yeah. So so that is by definition encroachment encroachment. by definition. That is an invasion of their um, of their turf. So they've set up this. Uh, so now we have firing on the border. We have, you know, oh, and now all of a sudden where it was only in homes. And this is way down from the border, by the way, homes. And uh, and uh, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Abab, Aman. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, we're not on television. We don't need to be. Go exact. on. Well, don't get so antsy with me. Yeah, go on. So you know, I'm looking at pictures just to interrupt. Uh, you tell me to go on, then shut up. Go on, shut up. What am I? A on page A four, they have this picture of homes. Did you see any picture what they did to this place? It looks like Lebanon. So here's what happens, John. When you fire upon the buffer zone or the border of a NATO-based country, Rule Five goes into effect. You know what Rule Five is, don't you? I'm going to find out shortly. Well, this is the one. This is the this is what NATO is all about. Rule five is where if any NATO country is attacked, all other NATO countries have to come to its aid. Right. So what do we need to do? We need to roll out the script. Who do we bring in to roll out the same sorry ass script? I mean, identical to it. Three people are needed for this script for this play to play out. One, Anderson Pooper. Two. I don't know. You're telling me. John McCain. Oh, God, yes. Three. Sarkozy. Joe Lieberman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah I, same, I, the same stooges. I have edited. The three stooges. That's right. I have edited Which down. Which one is Curly? I have edited down the conversation they had on Anderson Pooper's show. We will have to interrupt it frequently, mainly because you'll be going, oh, here is the conversation. They are there. On the border, they made a little trip. Wait, wait, hold on a second. You're telling me that those two boneheads have actually gone there? Yeah, they're there now. Oh. They had a little road trip, and with perks, as you'll hear Lieberman say, and listen to them unfold the exact same script with John McCain in the lead, and he actually interrupts Lieberman at one point to make sure that the message is very, very clear. Senators John McCain and Joe Lieberman also toured the camps today on a separate trip than uh, Anand's, getting a better reception than Mr. Anand, who spoke by phone. Senator McCain, the Syrian government agreed to withdraw its troops from major cities by today as part of, a, of Kofi Annan's peace plan. Has, has the U.N. been played here? I love this. Is Anderson with his hip talk. Have they been played? 
Yeah, they've been played as sounds like a, a leading question. Well, guess what? I mean, clearly, they've gone beyond the deadline. Oh, I think it's very obvious they've been played, just like the Arab League uh, proposal. <laughs> it's in the script. Let's all say played. That sounds cool. All the kids will love it. Let uh, Bashar Assad had agreed to before they were played. Um, the fact is, Anderson, that fact. if Bashar Assad withdraws from the city, then the protesters obviously take over. And, uh, Pro- can't protesters? Protest- oh, no, it gets better than that. They're not just protesters. Do that. The resistance will take over the cities the moment the tanks and artillery are withdrawn. This, this man can't be trusted. Uh, to me, one of, one of the most profoundly troubling parts of the trip. To- A perk of the trip. One of the perks of the trip. Profoundly troubling perks. With all the hookers you got, Lieberman. John McCain and I have made uh, these said parts. He said perks. He said parts. He said perks. Play it again. Yeah, hold on. I will. This man can't be trusted. Uh, to me, one of, one of the most profoundly troubling parts of the trip... No, I said parts. You're right. I'm sorry. It sounded like perks to me. ...that John McCain and I have made uh, these last couple of days is talking to the Syrian opposition, to the pre-Syrian army, and to find, notwithstanding all the sympathetic statements from world leaders, they've basically gotten zero. They're, they're running out of ammunition. They don't... <laughs> they're running out of ammo! They don't have bullets. And uh, they're being fired at uh, every day. So, no, I... I I think the the answer is that we've got to arm the Syrian uh, opposition, and only one. And by the way, while this is playing, they got a guy who's shooting a shooting machine gun in the back. Shooting no, it's a it's a close up shot or like a, a you know upper body shot, and the guy's like looking out the window, and then he's taking aim and he's shooting, you know, he's like taking aim, looking out the window, see if he because it's a total PR shot. The guy is obviously not shooting at someone who's shooting back. Assad feels threatened by that that kind of counterattack. Will he even think about leaving, hopefully. Now get ready for it. Or, or going to real negotiations. Look, we've met with these people, and any of our colleagues in Congress who, who uh, are, are troubled because we don't know who they are ought to come over here and meet with them as well. Hey, come on down. It's a party over here. Come on. Come on down to the border. You should meet with them. It's cool. They're all nice. They're, they're patriots. They're patriots, John. Patriots of what? They're patriots. They're, they're not extremists, and they all said to us, if the U.S. and the uh, moderate Arab world doesn't get involved in helping them, then there will be an opening for al-Qaeda and the Islamist extremists. Oh, so if we don't oh, yeah. do it, al-Qaeda's going to come in? Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Uh, Who are they but, consulting but we, with, Al, Al Sharpton? Get ready. We can't let that happen. It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. It's not fair. It's not a fair fight. Don't we want, don't we at some point say enough of the slaughter? You know, slaughter. I say wants to give them communications equipment. You know, communications equipment doesn't do very well against uh, helicopters, tanks, and, and artillery. <laughs> and I understand the reluctance of the American people. Now, what is communications equipment good for? It's good for directing airstrikes uh, from NATO, which are coming, and John McCain will explain that to you. But the job of leaders of the American people is to explain why we should do what we can to uh, stop this. Aha. So here's the message. American leaders need to explain to the American public why we're going to do what we need to do. Another war. Why we're doing another war. Here it comes. And I think that a sanctuary would be very important. A no-fly zone. Uh, a no-fly zone. Yeah, oh, with the no-fly, no-fly zone. zone. Okay. Oh, yeah. The Prime Minister of Turkey alluded to it today. I think that... The- See, the, the Prime Minister of Turkey, very important because they're going to be attacked. Turkey is going to get... We talked about this months ago. Turkey will be attacked. NATO attack. In come the planes. The world is getting sick of this 
slaughter. And we're sick of the slaughter. Maybe, just maybe we're starting some movement in the right direction. Maybe. Senator Lieberman, there are a lot of Americans who say, look, uh, and John and Senator McCain alluded to it, who say, look, another military involvement by the U.S. overseas. To them, you say what? Well, uh, well I say two things. The first is... Now, listen, Lieberman's going, he's going to go off script and McCain will jump in to rectify. So, We've got a moral responsibility here, the whole... Uh, John, we have a moral responsibility. We need to start another war. That's more. Don't you feel moral about it? Not me. The world does. You can't just stand by and watch people being slaughtered. Slaughter. I mean, ho- hopefully we progress some. What is the definition of a slaughter, by the way? I guess when someone takes a, a puts you on a thing and they, they take the cuts of meat off. I have no idea. Or they just cut your throat? I don't know. Uh, 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 from from that point of our of world history, the second is... Uh, oh, we never, oh, world we never hi- do anything for the slaughter in Africa, but that's okay. Listen, very, did you hear it? Very subtle. He says... We say can- it, play it again. I missed it. Uh, 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 from from that point of our of world history... This- He's equating it to the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. Lieberman. He's like, oh, it's a slaughter. We can't have it. Never again. Some, uh, 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 from, from that point of, our, of world history. The second is uh, every day that uh, we do nothing, uh, it's not just the Syrian people that suffer. It's uh, Assad that wins and Iran wins. Oh, and, and Iran. Oh, great. Let's tie in Iran. If, if we can help bring down Assad, it's a tremendous uh, strategic victory for us against uh, Iran. But So that's like a two for one. One. Come on, this is getting better. You know, I want to Dude, come. Yeah, no, oh yeah, here it comes. So, so he brings in the Iran, and then McCain jumps on him against uh, Iran. But you know, I want to come back. Before you go on, Joe, before you go on, could you? I just add one point to that. There would be no American boots on the ground, and this would oh, be yeah. a multinational effort. Ah, there it is. No boots on the ground, a multinational effort. This would yeah. be a multinational effort. I.e. This NATO. guy is crazy, this McCain guy. Go ahead. Yeah, All he right. wants is war, war, war. The guy's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. They're almost done. <sighs> he, he rap, McCain wraps it up in an unbelievable way, by the way. Effort. Go ahead, yeah, John. I'm sorry. I, I just, no, no, it's okay. I just want to focus on one thing. In my opinion, and this is exactly the answer we got from uh, the Syrian uh, National Council, the political leadership, and the Free Syrian Army leadership. Um, they want weapons, and they just want us to give them the opportunity to defend themselves and their families. These are wonderful and brave and uh, people who share our values. Our, <laughs> no, they don't. Our, uh, <laughs> they share, they share, our, they share va- our values. Are they What? They share our values. <laughs> Well, it gets better. Our rights and uh, well, uh, the same human rights and everything. Yeah, they're just like us. Our, our rights and, uh, frankly, they do look to the United States of America. I'm glad they do. I just hope that we'll give them something that uh, that will authenticate their their faith and belief in us. Yes. These guys are warmongers. Oh, it's unbelievable. So that's the setup. I mean, that that is the. That's why I'm surprised the New York Times isn't all over it. Yeah. it, it be, well, the, I guess the Zimmerman thing just like blew it off the front page. Oh yeah, the Zimmerman thing's where they're going. Yeah, but, but I'm uh, looking at this picture, and by the way, this picture comes from the Sham News Network. We talked about them before. And actually, oh, the, the Sham information News about them yes, yes, is, yes. is getting interesting. I'm doing some research on their uh, on some of the people there. But anyway, the Sham News Network has this picture. Of this of Homs, the downtown area that looks like it probably was a shopping district. Mm-hmm. 
it looks like it's just it's totally messed up. It's unbelievable. It looks like the worst picture you saw from Lebanon. It's like, you know, you guys did this to Lebanon. We're going to do it to you. Yeah. So anyway, so watch for it to happen. Turkey gets attacked. That's why Turkey is in the news. And there was something else. I read that um, there was there was a really weird. Let me see if I can find this. There was a uh, an agreement. What was it called? You know, I've here? been looking at this material too, and it seems to me as though the tur- it, it still boils down to nothing that these idiots said. But it, there is a huge, uh, you know, another battle between the Shia and the Sunnis. Yeah, that's the whole point is to get those. And that's two what's fighting. going on here. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. So the Brussels EU Commission. I don't have the document yet, so I, I can't speak on complete authority. Um, they had a vote dated March 30th, 2012. A proposal for decision to grant Turkish citizens the same residency and labor rights in Europe as all existing EU citizens. thought that was really interesting. Tell Along, me that one again. So the European Commission in Brussels... They've released a document, which I don't have a copy of yet, March 30, 2012, a proposal for decision to grant all Turkish citizens the same residency and labor rights in Europe as existing EU citizens. You, know, you can cross borders and work in any country you want. Right, right. They need the Turk uh, labor force. I mean, the Turk labor force is essentially uh, the one that's been powering Germany. And this Even doc- though there's a bunch of backlash yeah. against it, and but it, there's a it, lot of Turks in Germany. And the document specifically adds, quote, a first package with similar proposals in respect to Algeria, Morocco, Tunisia, Croatia, and the former Yugoslav Repu- Republic of Macedonia, even Israel, adopted by the council in October 2010 to bring it in line with the Turkish proposals. This Israel? Is very, yeah. I know. How do they get in the EU all of a sudden? <laughs> you just put down, uh, you know, uh, the Congo while you're yeah, at it. Yeah, why not? Wow. Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Something's up with, with Liberia. Have you noticed a lot of, is there anything in, in the Times about Liberia? Well, not in the, uh, not on the front page, obviously, since we went over that. And I haven't seen anything. Let me go to the international section. I saw a big report on CNN about Liberia. And then NPR does this. And I think they're getting another setup. Now, Liberia obviously uh, has a huge mining. Uh, well, if you want to know the, what did I see here about Liberia? That was something interesting in there. Hold on. Here we are. China gets, uh, China assists Liberian state media. They're building a new broadcast forum. Uh, China Union Concession Company has an agreement with the governor of Liberia to take over the facilities of the BMC. $2.6 billion deal. This is all news from this week. So Liberia, we've got the Chiners in there. We've got to kick them out. How do we start? <laughs> well, Al-Qaeda, we've done that. Well, let's pull out. A- we have a different script. Hey, you got another script for Liberia? 
Yes, boss. Let's try this one. Encounters there are already illegal, punishable by up to a year in jail. But some lawmakers have introduced new measures that would target gays with much tougher punishments. Of equal concern to LGBT rights supporters, anti-LGBT rhetoric is escalating outside of government. For example, a group calling itself the Movement Against Gays in Liberia, or MOGAL, has been distributing a hit list of people who support gay rights, stating that these people, quote, should not be given space to get a gulp of air. All right. They're killing gays down there. We got to move in some drones. Can't be killing. Because we can kill gays more efficiently? <laughs> Can't be killing gays, man. <clears throat> Can't be killing well, so gays. How do, you, how do you connect this to China? I just read you the whole thing. The Chinese are build, buying a $2.6 billion mining outfit. Yeah, I know, I know that, but what's the how are, you, how are they going to connect gays to the Chinese to rouse the Chinese? It's if it's the same it's the same thing as Uganda. Remember all the anti-gay things? So then we move in. Oh, I see what you're saying. We got it. Whoever's in charge there, yeah, hey, we kind of have to move in, and then we just bumped. We casually yeah. it's like walking into a room, and then you get do a hip check. You exactly. just move your hip, boom, and you bump <laughs> the guy right out of the way. A hip check, exactly. Yeah, it's a hip Sorry. check. Yeah, out China. of the way, out of the way, out of the way, Chiners. Yeah, oh, that's how I do it. Yeah, maybe. Ugh, Liberia. Keep your eye on Liberia. Something going on. All right. Uh, I have only have one more thing, so why don't you uh, wrap it up with that, whatever you've got there. The last couple of things, by the way, I'm looking at the New York Times uh, uh, website, and they, they really don't have uh, much going on. The Liberian thing is, is not being picked up by the New York Times, it seems. Okay. Well, we'll stay tuned for it. <clears throat> okay. So let's see. I got a couple of uh, – there's a there's – a, there's a, I think there's a uh, – I think that the Republicans are making a move toward uh, bringing, uh, embarrassing Obama about his stance on legalizing drugs. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that on the uh, there's a couple of things going on. One, it was on the uh, McLaughlin report where McLaughlin reports on this, actually, in the Guatemala <laughs> situation where they had a, the, the, the guy, the president of Guatemala says that, you know, they should not only legalize drugs, but any time that Americans uh, confiscate uh, any drugs that pass through Guatemala, they they the Guatemalans want compensation. Huh. It's, it's, a, weird rep- I'm it's sorry. a weird report, but play it. Century. Issue three, the war on drugs. A shocker. The president of Guatemala, a Central American country, has proposed an extremely controversial agenda item for the upcoming summit. Drug legalization. <laughs> drugs and drug violence are plaguing much of Central and South America. So, listen carefully. Whoa. The president of Guatemala has proposed a regional court to try drug traffickers and to decriminalize the transport and consumption of drugs <laughs> and getting economic compensation from the United States for drugs seized in the U.S. <laughs> On compensation, he said, quote, for every kilo of cocaine that is seized, we want to be compensated 50% by the consumer countries, unquote. The U.S. has a quote-unquote responsibility, he says, to reimburse drug producers. Because the U.S. has one of the highest rates of drug use on the planet, legalizing drug use is a thorny issue itself, and some say outlandish for a U.S. president running for re-election. <laughs> So that, isn't that the wacky story of the day? That's great. Now, so they go. <laughs> he, he continues on discussion, asking Pat Buchanan of all people 
about legalizing drugs. And Buchanan, as a good operative, actually, you know, without him just coming out and saying that it's probably the thing to do, he, he makes this commentary, which I thought was quite interesting. The U.S. war on drugs has been going on since 1971. First declared by someone Patrick Buchanan worked for, President <laughs> Richard M. Nixon, who resigned from office later. But has the war on drugs been swept under the rug, and is it a failure, Patrick? Yes. Uh, look, what's happening in Mexico, Mexico is at, at war with these cartels. you got Latin America. All of these areas, John, have really been huge amounts of criminality because of the demand in the United States for drugs. We've criminalized an awful lot of people in this country. But the problem is you got horrendous alternatives. You legalize drugs and you let a, half, a significant part of your society, especially young people, be destroyed. You fight the war on it and you create all these criminals. you got, as I wrote in my book, John, you got Milton's solution or Mao solution. Milton Friedman says legalize them all and forget it. That solves it. Mao says we kill everybody, the drug dealers and the drug users. He solved it. But we're not going to do either one. I think we're going to limp along. But eventually my guess is the people who say legalize are going to win. <laughs> so there's a little uh, yeah. wrench in the works. Oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. a big deal. And he did mention, he threw the name I name dropped. First, he, and he did it in a great way. I mean, this is the propagandistic way to do it. First, you mentioned that the great economist, uh, in so far as the Republicans and conservatives are concerned, Milton Friedman. Yeah. So you yeah. mentioned him, and he says to just legalize it and let the chips fall where they may. And then to make it even more obvious where, what side you're on, then you quote Mao Zedong. Yeah, well, why not? Who says you kill everyone. So <laughs> yeah. which side are you on? It's yeah. just a classic. Yeah. Are you on the right side of history or on the wrong side of history? Are you history? on the Mao side? You want to kill everybody who uses drugs or you want to be like Milton Friedman? You want to be good or so you want the, to be the like ball has begun. The ball has started rolling. And curiously, I think it began with Pat Robertson. I think he's the one who sent the first message out like, okay, boys, let's go this let's, way. Let's roll it, yeah. Meanwhile, of course, in uh, California, they're cracking down on the on the drug uh, uh, operations that, that yeah. are legal. Oaksterdam. Oaksterdam, for one. And uh, it's all Obama doing it, who promised he'd never do this, and he's doing it. I think it's get, becoming very embarrassing. He's going to have to put a stop to it, although I don't know what, you know, just apparently the law enforcement community is out of control. And talking about out of control law enforcement, they had the report came down just the other day on the Davis police that the two jerk offs that sprayed everybody with that pepper spray and they and they cracked down on them. And there's a little punchline at the end of this report that I think everyone should pay attention to. It's getting on my nerves. Task Force report on last winter's pepper spraying of students peacefully protesting at UC Davis slams the campus police for using excessive force. It also blames administrators for creating the environment that allowed it to happen. The report says pepper spraying the students was a disproportionate response. The task force is recommending a top-to-bottom review now of what it calls the dysfunctional UC Davis Police Department. The way that the police force went about handling things that day are not is not the same that a veteran of the the police department in LA would do. It's not the same a veteran actually it's just not what a well-trained police officer is supposed to do. UC Davis says it is preparing a response. The two campus cops who sprayed the protesters in this video and its police chief are on paid administrative leave. That paid? forced vacation. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love that. Give me a paid administrative leave. Paid, paid administrative leave is forced vacation. Hey, you're gonna, you don't have to work anymore. We just pay you. There's a huge scandal in New York about all the cops that are uh, unpaid, essentially paid administrative they don't work. leave. Yeah, 
They're just on permanent paid administrative leave. Awesome. So uh, there's a couple of little items that might be interesting. Uh, apparently, the uh, in fact, JC dug these up. Uh, it looks like the USGS came out with a report this month, uh, which is we'll send a, put a link to the uh, show notes, uh, concluding fracking causes earthquakes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we knew this, right? For years. I mean, it was just because it was obvious. They start fracking in an area, and then you have all these little earthquakes, and they get bigger or smaller. And it's actually been tested in the, uh, uh, I mean, the state of California some years <coughs> back did some crazy lubricate the fault line test. I think it was in the, in the you know, well, the, the USGS, United States Geological Survey, is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, they were up in Seattle, and uh, the report was they're predicting the big one. The big one's coming. And I think they're just shields for Agenda 21, just to bring it all full circle. Listen to it. Seattle was advised today it needs to do more to prepare itself for a major earthquake. Coma Force Trisha Manning-Smith reports on a new research that was presented to the city council today and introduces us to some West Seattle residents who are waiting for history to repeat itself. <laughs> That's very likely in the next 50 years. To have today, scientists... 50 years, by the way. Oh, uh, hey. 50 years. That, that's in, in my red book. 500 years. Yeah, well, it's in my red book. But listen to what they're also recommending. But the U.S. Geological Survey warned there's an 84% chance that. 84% chance, John. Not 83, not 85. 84% in the next 50 years. But another 6.5 magnitude deep quake will happen in 50 years. And by the way, uh, the first 6.5 was in the middle. They were still using the Richter scale. 6.5 these days is like just it's a... You don't know what it it's means. It's a bone rattler. It's nothing. Also today, geologists revealed possible new changes to the area's hazard maps, which planners use for emergencies and which may impact future building codes. Ah, really? Future building codes. Sustainable materials. I'm feeling it. Mm. The USGS is being used as a pawn. Yeah, I'd say. Well, at least in that regard. I like the USGS. They have a little earthquake site, and when you have a little shaker, you can go to the site and tell them what you felt, and they tell, they just takes, then they can adjust the number. You won't wind up with a little tech thing that uh, I think I uh, figured out? Okay. A little techno expert thing. So this was, uh, a, I got this report from the Wall Street Journal site. <clears throat> and they have video on the Wall Street Journal where they get like a bunch of douche knuckles sitting down there and, uh, and talking out of their butthole, literally. This is about the plan to create a central database of cell phones. Have you followed this uh, story at all? No. For those who lose things, the U.S. is planning a database of stolen and lost cell phones. George, you have this story. This is actually from Rolf Winkler. Yeah. He couldn't be with us um, today. A front-page story. Um, growing problem of theft of cell phones and also people losing them, too. Let's, right. let's maybe yeah, People yeah, say yeah. they've lost they they were stolen. stolen they were but they're actually lost. So what, what, how does this work? Well, this seems to be a good first step. Uh, they're, they're starting a national database to keep track of all phones that are, are um, reported as stolen, and the carriers have agreed to turn off or disable the phones from being able to use voice or data, um, and it, it will be a way to... Now you can hear the way the guy is stuttering, that he doesn't really believe his own story. So the story here, and this goes on forever, you can listen to the whole clip... 
The story is the government and the carriers are creating a database. They say of stolen cell phones, but that's bull crap. Every single cell phone in the United States will be in this registry. And what they're saying, the reason is, is uh, if it gets stolen, uh, particularly if you have a Verizon or um, what is the other one that has a CDMA that doesn't use a SIM card? Uh, as far as I know, only Verizon's use CDMA. Oh, that's another one. Uh, but well, this isn't based on that. It's based on the serial numbers that are built in all the phones. No, I know. But the, but the story goes on. It's like, well, but you, know, you can just remove your SIM card. No, it's actually no, going to. No, that's not true. No, I understand. Well, so, but the whole, the, the lie here is that they're building this registry in order to block these phones if they're stolen, therefore make them, you know, less desirable to crooks. Yeah. I believe there's something else going on here. You don't think it's just to sell more phones? Well, no, it is for, it is for profit. It is. And it is a lot of people are saying, Oh, you know, the government, man, they want you, you're going to be tracking you and all this. No. Are you familiar with the UMA also known as Yuma? What about it? <clears throat> this is an, a protocol, which is just maturing now. Uh, UMA stands for user managed access. You'll like looking into this. This sits on top of, um, open ID as well as OAuth 2. And you thought that Facebook and Twitter and all those guys, that they were going to be tracking you and selling your data. Uh-uh. Here's what's happening. The phone carriers are now jumping on board with this UMA. And UMA means user managed access. So uh, when you're in this database, and that's what it's all about, this centralized database, that's why they want to have it you will be making deals with your cell phone company as to what piece of data about you you're going to give up. That's what the user managed part is about. The cell phone companies have finally figured out that they are the ones who can make just hundreds of billions of dollars on selling your information. And this is the first setup to it. And of course, the government will get their piece of it as well. So you'll say, hey, you know, you want to... A $200 Groupon certificate will just allow us to sell the information about your age or about your billing address, which, of course, the, the carriers have. So keep your eye on this UMA thing. You I like look, this. I could, do, I could crank out a quick column with that you, idea. I think you can do three columns on this. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, I could uh, over time. But it'll, it goes away to um, do you agree to these non-disclosure terms? Can you confirm that your yeah, privacy? Yeah, people will sign off on anything. I mean, we know that from the Facebook Absolutely. experience. But Facebook is, there's going to be shutting Facebook out. Facebook will have to come to them. So the yeah. carriers have done the deal with the government to have all, they will be the, the, the middlemen between your information and everybody else, including the government. So you're actually going to wind up giving out all this great data. A lot of it's confirmed. Because the carriers know where they're sending your bill. They know your credit card number. They know where you are. Which you can also say, oh, yeah, go ahead. You know, tell everyone where I am and give me some benefits for that. This is going yeah. to be huge. Here's it's, UMA explained on one of the websites. For yeah. example, a web user authorizing user can authorize a web app requester to gain one-time or ongoing access, access to a resource containing his home address stored at a personal data store, service, host, by telling the host to act on access decisions made by his authorization decision-making service, authorization manager. The requesting party might 
be an e-commerce company whose site is acting on behalf of the user himself to assist him in arranging for shipping or a, a purchased mm-hmm. item, or it might be his friend who is using an online address book service to collect addresses, or it might be a survey company that uses an online service to compile population demographics. You know what yeah. I'm going to do? I'm going to I'm going to throw out all my cell phones. I'm done with it. Who needs it? You're ridiculing me for having a landline. No, I want, in fact, I want a, a John C. Dvorak landline with a really long extension cord. So I can drive all over Austin and still be connected. And th- that's it. I mean, we have to get come your, up with a- get your uh, get your uh, ham license and just stay on the on the VHF all over. Can Austin. you There's can plenty you, of hams around? Can there. you create a um, a data no, a data link a full time data link? No, that way, no. no. So, so you could, but they won't let you. So really, we need to go back to the idea of everyone using each other's Wi-Fi, right? But that's kind of dead. That's just that idea is kind of gone, I guess. This is pretty good thinking. This who's ever behind this has got their. They're definitely. Oh, doing you, some, you want to see who's behind it? AT and T, Verizon, guess. Oracle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It. Oh yeah. It's huge. I would say it was all the carriers. It would be Cisco. It would be probably Intel and, you know, everybody that's, you know, just out to make as much money as they can. Uh, you can take a look at it in the show notes. 3909er.nashownotes.com. Uh, and that will uh, give you all the links to this UMA thing. This is a big deal. And no one's talking about this. And it's going to completely usurp uh, Facebook and Twitter and all these guys who think they got. And Google, by the way. This is the big fight. But the the carriers, man, they've got it. And these guys, you know, they'll sell you down the road. They don't give a crap. Down the river. Uh, We don't have that much water left in Austin. So we just we've changed the expression to sell you down the road. So we're dry here. Participant roster. Here we go. Let's see who's in it. Um, Oracle, Fraunhofer, AOL. Oh, yeah. yeah. Newcastle University, PayPal. Uh Oh, yeah. Uh, more Oracle, Orange, uh, Bechtel. Well, this is all part of the, I mean, this, this combined with near field communication in the cell phone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is a good, is a done deal for just these companies essentially taking over your financial life. And since everyone's addicted to cell phones and I've been predicting this for 25 years, if you have let let the phone companies have anything to do with financing anything you do. They will use their power as a phone company to to extort you to make sure you pay. Yep. Yep. This was tested. This yep. is why I've said this before. This was tested back in the modem days in the in the late eighties or so or the mid eighties. When, if you remember, these guys would be uh, they'd be on their modem and they'd click on something on their on a on a BBS and it would go and it would run some code that would turn the modem speaker off, redial Romania. <laughs> and yeah, set yeah, you yeah, up yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some connection that cost a hundred dollars a minute, mm-hmm. and it would you be on there. This is like they did this with phone sex too. Yeah, and I you'd be on those. there for a few minutes, and you'd get a bill for five thousand dollars from the phone company because yeah. of your modem doing this thing. You'd call fraud, and the phone company says, "No, we have treaties. There's nothing we can do about it. We have to collect the money, or you lose your phone." And people would ponied up. Once in a while, they agreed to pay pay less, but it was just a test to see exactly how much you could put the screws of the public because you own their communications methodology. I'm shutting it off. I don't need it. Uh, Robert Cope is on board here from Homeland Security Consultants. We have uh, Ingo Friese from Deutsche Telekom. 
Oh, man. This is, oh, Mark Hadley from Sun Microsystems. Michael Hansen from Mozilla. All right. Get in there, boys. Jeff Hodges, PayPal, Intuit, uh, Cigna, <laughs> eBay, Kellogg's Associates. Oh, this is a great list. This is a great list. BT, British Telecom. Oh, yeah. All right, this is NTT. <laughs> this is going to be great. So we need to get on board with it. How can we uh, turn this to our advantage? What can we do? I don't know. We'll have to think about it. I'm going to read over this. There's a couple uh, white papers on the web. Yeah, you want to go to the uh, uh, Kantara Initiative website. Right, I've got the one? Kantara yeah. white paper up right now. Yeah, that's the one you want to go to. Yeah, All Kantara. Right. K-A-N-T-A-R-A, I think. So, uh, hey, human resources. I think there's an opportunity here for the Curry Dvorak Consulting Group. We can certainly make some dough out of this. And please also uh, remember to check kidsactivity.curry.com. Tell me what's going on with that PDF file. Open up that sucker up, see what's happening. A reminder, uh, Tax Day in the United States of Gitmo Nation is this coming Sunday. It is also the celebratory episode of the No Agenda Show, the best podcast in the universe. Episode number 400. Go to Dvorak.org slash NA. Find out how you contribute as long as we're still allowed to do amounts of that order legally. Yeah, well, that'll end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, this it will all end for sure. Or we'll die happy men, John. <laughs> Without a cell phone in our pocket. Yeah, no cell phone. <laughs> no cell phone. Hold and people it. are standing outside your crazy house made of cargo containers saying, <laughs> Jenny, don't go near. Don't go near that house. That man is nuts. Coming to Stay you. Stay away, Jenny. Stay away. Coming to you. I want to see. Coming to you from Camp Mofo here in the Drone Star State, the capital, in Austin, Tejas. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. Southern Silicon Valley, where it has rained cats and dogs, but it seems to be nice now. I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Sunday for episode 400, right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org/slash/na.